What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? We don't need music. We just What's up? What's up? How we doing, everybody? Sports take on this Thursday. Oh man, August 11th. Unbelievable. One month away. NFL season one. It gets real. However, we do have preseason games tonight and tomorrow and Saturday and namely tomorrow. At seven, I think it's seven or seven thirty against the Jets. Welcome in Sports Take. He's Derek Dunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. Hope we are all doing well. What's up, guys? How we doing? Well, What's I up, fellas? Some some disappointing news. Uh, Phil Phil can't be on today. He has some stuff he has to take care of, so he can't be on today. Yeah, right. I, I try. I know. Seriously, I tried. I mean, I, I did. Seriously. Uh, I, so I, we were trying to get uh, Barrett's brother, Philip, who is. Uh, who is it? You know, admittedly, kind of a loose cannon, a little bit. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he is yeah. not available today. We will. We're efforting him at some point. I know, Derek, that that is uh, disappointing to you. I'm sure. I, I I don't think Barrett wants us to talk to him. To be honest, we're going to no. dig up too much dirt. No. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Bear, anytime you mention Phillip's name, Barrett starts sweating profusely about the brow. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I think he's trying to avoid us. No, it's, it's not. It's him. definitely not that. It's definitely not that. Um, actually, you know, he, he had, he had some business he had to take care of today. Cause he, I, he was definitely going to come on, but that's some business he had to take care of. He'll probably be here tomorrow. Okay. You know, so All Friday, right. probably be even better Friday. Friday's better. It's a looser Friday, day. Yeah. <laughs> you never plus, know what could plus, happen. 
Plus, you'll have the weekend to recover. Right? <laughs> yeah, two days give, off. Give, 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 people, give people two days to, to forget yeah. about what he said. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey quick question for you guys. Is it just me, or does the day seem like the hours are going exceedingly slow today? Is it just me? Mine's no. the opposite. Today, Mine's I, opposite I, flying today's been right an now, absolute yeah. blur. I've been running like a maniac all morning. Yeah, so, yeah I've had to yeah. go to the DMV like, today. Man, man, man I'm, I've been running all morning, man. Yeah, same. Morning. We, we had some car issues at the at the Ellis House, so it's been wow. a scramble. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, always, I like the, that's why I was at the DMV. <clears throat> I feel you. I, I just feel like it, it's like everything's in slow motion today, man. It's weird. So it's it is weird though. Some days, man. You just feel like you, you're never going to get caught up. Like you're, right. you got sand going through your fingers. That's every day like, for me. I never yeah, most days are like that, man. But today, at least today's kind of chill for you. That's good, right? Oh yeah. Well, no, I get the, I get the granddaughter today at three o'clock. So it's mm-hmm. like yesterday. So the seven year old grandson, he decides he wants to have Brenner at our house. Now, for those of you who don't know what Brenner is, you know, once or twice a year, usually Christmas Eve, we do breakfast at dinner. Ah. And, and we call it Brenner. Okay. So the seven-year-old grandson, Luke, decided he wanted to come to our house, and we were going to have break, uh, breakfast for dinner yesterday. So okay. my I wife love gave breakfast my wife. for dinner, by I do, way. too. I'm a big I fan. Do. Huge fan of that. So, yeah. so as Barry will tell you, when my wife cooks, she doesn't do anything small. No. So, dude, we, we had – I must have made a pound and a half of bacon – Jimmy Dean sausage. We had she made <coughs> on Jimmy Dean's birthday yesterday. By oh yeah, the way. exactly. Yes, um, man. We had uh, we have a waffle iron. She made her homemade waffles, and she doesn't use when she makes pancake batter. She doesn't use like standard biscuit. She makes it her own batter from scratch. She won't tell anybody what, but I do. Her pancakes are off the charts. So we had this big breakfast yesterday for dinner. I'm like, jeez. I'm like, I could do this every day, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could every day too. I, I, it's so bad. I could eat bacon, sausage, like I, every single day, every single. Oh day my I goodness, eat, yes. Oh, uh, and all the breakfast treats. That's good. And we, and we buy the thick. We buy the thick. Uh, it's it's called a Cherrywood smoked bacon. Yeah, yeah. Buy, buy it from BJ's. It's a thicker bacon. Oh my goodness! That's the extra expensive stuff right there. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, no, it no. Well, no, any kind of not. meat now or is is crazy. It's what? ridiculous. It's any. ridiculous. It's ridiculous, yeah. man. That yeah, is outrageous, man. Dude, I bought um, a tenderloin last weekend. Yeah, tenderloin. I used to pay sixty something dollars for a hundred and four dollars. Oh my Are you god! Kidding me? Is that, that what it's going for now? That that was a lower one. They were one twenty four, one thirty six, based on on weight. Dude, it used to be 60, 65, 70, 75. They start at 100 now and go up. Bro, I got a brisket one time. I usually, because brisket has always been an expensive meat to have. Yes, yes. So brisket, you know, usually, I mean, it was nothing for me to go out and spend $80 for a brisket. You know, so, and then yeah. it pisses me off. You, you cook them and it cooks all the way down. But that's neither. Yeah. So I bought a, yeah. a $80 brisket now costs you every bit of like $190. 200 bucks. Oh my god. Oh, what? Ridiculous. Yeah. What? How big yeah. was the brisket? Wow. It was uh I think it was like $9 a pound or something like that. Good lord. Yeah, man. bro. That's that's crazy, man. 200 bucks for a brisket? That's, yeah, that's, that's why you can't go you go to a restaurant and get a steak, man. It's almost like highway robber. You look at you look at the server like, "Hey man, you don't stop playing on me like that, bro." <laughs> You know what and, I'm saying? The, hey. and, the, and the thing is, I come home and I gripe about what I paid for meat, 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 and my wife will say, "You know what? Going and buying it and us doing it ourselves, grilling it or whatever, is still cheaper than if we took all of us out for dinner, which oh, is true." Absolutely. And the thing that picks, t- really ticks me off when you go out to dinner is, you tell them you want the steak medium, you know, medium rare, and they don't cook it properly. Mm-hmm. 
they don't know what they're doing. Especially, you're paying that I, kind of money. It better be yes. cooked right. Yeah. No question. No yes. question. Yeah, I'll, send it, I'll send it back in a minute. Hey, you know what? Take this back. I'm sorry. I'm with you. I, I don't care. I, I'm, I know there's – look, there's some things I'll overlook, and then there's other things. If I tell you specifically I need to cook this way and you don't cook it that way, we got problems. <laughs> right. I can only imagine the way you want it cooked. <laughs> oh, you know how I want it cooked. Probably well done. <laughs> exactly. Well, I want charcoal. a fling torch like, being taken to that Wait, thing. Wait, you don't like any pink in your steak at all? No. no. Bro, come on, Not, man. Dude, that's, no, like man. Eating, that's like eating jerky. It's leather a, boots. I, I've been called a jerky before, so it's leather boots. I like that. How do you eat a well-done steak? And man, there's no flavor, no juice. All right, that's me, man. I'm a weirdo. You know that. We've already established I know, that. Right? I know, I know. Yeah. You probably eat it with French fries, don't you? Uh, I, I'm, no, I, I would rather have a potato with a steak, but okay. I don't mind fries with a steak. Now, I'm not <laughs> one of these guys who eats a steak with ketchup. I don't do that. I'm not that bad. I mean, I'm bad, but I'm not that bad. Right, I'll, eat right. fries, I'll eat fries with steak, especially if it's a certain restaurant and they have the steak fries. Oh, wow. I'll, eat, I'll eat fries. I love a baked potato. Oh, yes, man. I love I love a baked potato. But if they have steak fries, I'll man. get I'll get a steak with steak fries in a minute. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty good with any kind of potato. I'm a potato guy, so however okay. you want to you want to prepare it, I'm I'm down. So Rob, uh, Rob eats a potato with no no salt, no pepper, no no. Butter, I put no butter, a, a little bit of pepper. I don't need salt on the potato, but that's what I do. I do butter and I know I like on their bacon bits. I like a little bacon bits. Yes. Okay, 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 Rob. Yep. Bacon bits. Be going out of the box now. Yeah, now I'm getting crazy. Jumping out of the box. Yeah, ah. going out of the box. I can't keep you guys guessing, man. Yeah. Right. I cannot. I cannot stand sour cream. I don't want sour. I'm cream. not a sour, sour, cream. sour cream. I do. No. I love oh. it. my my whole family loves sour cream. I can't stand sour bro, cream. Bro, it, we have to have. We have to have sour cream in the crib, man. Like I, uh, you know, I'll make. It's not really a baked. But I, I don't know. You can't really call it a baked potato. But sometimes I want a potato, and I'd be like, you know, I want it, and I'll I have these the little pressure cooker things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you put yeah. it on twenty minutes, put the, yeah. put the potato in there twenty minutes, bam, it comes out. Are they good? Soft in there? like yeah, it comes out soft like a baked potato. You just don't have the hard outside. The um the skin isn't um okay. I've never hard. tried it's that in, soft in, in, yeah. in the fryer. Okay, unbelievable. I like it better that way than I do putting it in the oven. Okay, you know what I'm saying? But okay. it, I mean, it, it tastes amazing that way. Amazing yo, that way. Yo, my man James B. Steak with cheese? With cheese? Steak oh, with cheese? Do you mean a cheese uh, steak? No. I, no. I, I think maybe melted cheese on the steak. I don't know. I Oh, man. De- I, Deo, I think it's Deo or Dio. I per- yeah. Forgive me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Is Mayo on a steak. Mayo on a steak? Oof. I will what? say this. Now, here, I will say this. When I buy a tenderloin and I cut it up, and you know, I always make extra so I have something for the next day. <laughs> so I cut my tenderloins about maybe this big yeah. and about this thick. So the next day, what I'll do is I'll take like a, a slice of cheese and melt it over the steak, and then I'll put mayo and the two pieces of bread and have a steak sandwich. I'll do that. That's a bro, little different, bro. Bro, <clears throat> okay. Rob, this has become a, a, a thing with you, Rob. <laughs> you said Rob has the taste buds of a four-year-old. Yes, that's become yes. a that's become a thing yes. with you. Rob. I I don't disagree. <laughs> uh, I don't disagree. I do. I eat very much. Like if you just said to me. Man, all you can eat is the kids' menu. If we went somewhere, I would be fine. I wouldn't have any complaints, man. <laughs> so I get a burger and fries, and you know, have you ever, have you ever had a steak that was medium well or medium? Yeah, I, I have had it that way. I don't like. I can't eat it if it's that way. Like, Why? I, 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 I it schemes me, man. If I, <laughs> really? I need it cooked, man. I don't. I now, don't know. We all I know. Do we, we all we know Jerry Hines. Jerry Hines used to be a photographer for us today. Yeah, he was a I, great, great photographer. Yeah, and I travel with him a lot. Every time I travel with him, we go to high steak steak places around the country. He'd always have to get his steak medium rare, and when you cut it, 
it was just like red juice just flowing out. I'm like, I can't do it. Bro, I can't do it. Can't the worst it. thing ever, man. I was growing, I was growing up, my pops before my parents got um uh, got a divorce. We stayed in uh we stayed in uh Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Okay. And there was a German lady. They, we lived on an army base. And there was a German lady that lived like four houses down. And she would she would literally take hamburger, salt and pepper, onions and green peppers, mix it up, put it on one slice of bread and eat it with one slice of bread what? raw. No, not even cooked. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh my goodness. And to her, it, to her it was like it was all good. It was she a delicacy. Said, yeah. Yeah. It tastes delicious. I'm like, when I, when, when isn't I grow- that even like dangerous or uncooked meat? Like, is I, like, aren't you? There, there's a lot that could happen. Yeah. There, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. When I, when I go out to eat a steak with my wife, I'm, I'm not allowed to use like a steak sauce on my wife. She goes, that's insulting to the chef. So, like, if they have a house steak sauce, or like an A1 steak sauce, right. oh no, that that's taboo. I can't put steak sauce on my steak. Man. Oh man. Well, that's rough. That is rough. Uh, all right. Well, listen, we got a lot today, man. We got it. We got, we're really, uh, we got a lot in store. And in a second, we are going to play a cut from Michael Irvin, who was on with Dan Cilio yesterday. Uh, Michael Irvin had some very interesting things to say about the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. We'll play that in a second. Um, later in the show at two o'clock, Jordan Renan, who, who used to cover the Eagles yep. in the NFL here in, in, in Philadelphia, uh, but has been longtime Giants beat writer for yep. the, for ESPN.com. Uh, very, very good job. He does an excellent job. Be good to talk to him. Just get his take on, on the Eagles. Get his take on the NFC East. What's different now with the Giants? You know, obviously, Dable being there. But if Daniel Jones <clears throat> is, is long for that job, et cetera. So we'll talk to Jordan at two. Anthony Beck uh, played 11 years in the NFL as a tight end. Also a longtime analyst. He's now the head coach <clears throat> of the St. – how about this name, guys? Did you see the, the, the name of the St. Louis XFL team? The Battlehawks. That's a badass the name. The Battlehawks. Yeah, it is. I'm St. Louis Battlehawks. Yes. So Barrett's old <clears throat> town. Yeah, so, yeah, my stomping ground. Yeah, Anthony. He actually play, Anthony played a year for the uh, St. Louis Rams. So yep, he played yep. 11 years in the NFL. Yep. But Anthony's going to join us uh, at 2:30. Anthony's calling the game uh, for CBS in New York, the Eagles Jets game. So we'll talk to Anthony about that. He's just he's actually he he's landing at one o'clock and he's going to jump on with us at 2:30. So Anthony uh, always stepping up for the show. So we're going to have him. At two thirty, we got a lot of other stuff to get into. Phillies keep it rolling. That was probably the best win of the season last night for the Phillies. Um, Alcantara. Well, I always, I always want to call him Alcantara. It's Alcantara. Yeah, I know. Alcantara. I always say Alcantara. Yeah, it's yeah. it's hard not to. That's what it is. I, and that's the way it's spelled, right? I'll call you Alcantara. Yeah. That's your name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. Right. Um, so that's it. Uh, we'll we'll do some Phillies at twelve thirty. I'm I'm excited to do this about the NFL. We're gonna jump around and look at the new coaches, right? And and get into what the expectation is for some of because some of them have really high expectation, like McDaniel in Miami, who you like a lot, Barrett. Uh, you know, compared to some other guys who were taking over like reclamation projects, like Eberflus, who's got the uh, Bears or you know, Dable in New York. Yeah, Love, Lovey in, Te- in Houston. You know, the other guys like De- Nathaniel Hackett steps into a spot in Denver. Like, dude, you better win. Yeah, you got Russell Wilson, oh, yeah. man. Oh yeah. So the expectations are it's weird in some areas. I will say we've been on a roll going through different weeks of the NFL. Five's okay. Like one through four has been ridiculous. Five's all right. It's not, it's not great. It's okay. So we'll get into week five of the NFL. 
and and did you guys see the Ian Begley from SNY report regarding Kevin Durant and the yeah. Sixers? Oh yeah. So this thing's uh growing some legs, I guess. There there's the, the latest is Durant and his people have really two teams of interest, and it's Boston and it's the Sixers, you know, essentially. And we'll get into what it would take to get them. I don't know if the Sixers have enough ammunition, frankly. But if if you're making a trade for Durant, it's going to be at least at minimal Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, Matisse Thibel, probably picks, which they're going to have to get. Um, it's going to take a ton. I think Boston has more. But it's going to take a ton to get him. So we'll get into that. Bro, I, he won't come yeah. here. The only way he could come here is if we gave the entire. It would just be the big three. We didn't even have. <laughs> we wouldn't even have. You know, two enough to start a. Uh, no, you play game. three on five. It, it, right, yeah, it you're right. Three back. on five, man. Yeah, so we would. We don't have enough, man. So no. I'm not even going to entertain it right now. But you know, every time I say that, the, the exact opposite. Like I said, oh, oh, there's no way Carson was. There's no way that the Eagles. We'll let $34 million sit on their salary cap in entire series. And what happens? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you do. Yeah. that's the beauty of sports is you you never really know, right? No. I mean, that is the, the thing. But, yeah, I, I we'll get into it. Like, there, there's a lot of a lot of stuff to dig into when it comes to that. But good to know that, uh, I guess, Harden and Durant have made up. So that much we know, at least. So we will get into that as well. And also Eagles expectations. Like, just sort of random guys. You know, like Josh Sweat. What do you expect out of him? Brandon Graham. Yeah, how many double digits? I like it. I like Sweat. that. Double uh, digits. Milton Williams, Derek Barnett, uh, Quez Watkins. You know, Landon Dickerson. Is he ready to take it to the next level and become one of the you know elite guards in the league? So we'll we'll, we'll cover cover all that kind of stuff uh, throughout. All right, did you? I, I want to play this for you guys because uh, Dan Cilio's show follows our show. Uh, the National Football <laughs> Show is every day, three p.m. to six p.m. Eastern, right here on Jacob Sports uh, YouTube Network. So. He had his old teammate from his Miami days, Michael Irvin, the playmaker himself, as you see right there, was on with him, and he asked him about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Here is Michael Irvin and Dan's conversation. Hey, I know we got limited time with you. Mike, let me ask you. Jalen Hurts, are you a fan? Jalen Hurts? Yes. Oh, listen, I, absolutely I'm a fan. I'm a fan of any winner. And Jalen Hurts has been a winner you know, at, at Alabama. It's winning in Oklahoma, and I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid, Phil, of what he may be able to do in Philly. <laughs> because the two worst words you can hear if you are a, a part of Cowboys Nation is Philadelphia Dynasty. And Philly has something that's lined up right now that those two words can commingle a Philadelphia Dynasty. If they get the right hand on the steering wheel, that's the coach. In the right hand under center, that's the quarterback. Boy, that, that could be scary. And I like Jalen Hurts. I like his leadership. I, I, I like what he brings to the table. And, and, and that can make it a different situation in Philly. All right. So, that again, you can catch all our podcasts of, of any interview that we do for any of the shows, JacobSports.com. Yeah, and Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right. So, let, let's – there's a lot there. So let's hit a couple things. Uh, first of all, he used the D word, man, dynasty. Whoa. But uh, he's a big fan of Jalen Hurts, believes in him, uh, believes in his track record at Alabama, Oklahoma, and then coming here. But then he went, and I've heard, I've actually heard Michael Irvin say this before. He's scared to death. I have, yeah, exactly. Um, so this this part is not new. Um, but this is fascinating, guys. I That's strong words. 
from a guy who's, you know, obviously <clears throat> affiliated with the Cowboys and, and the NFL with his work with the NFL network. But when you hear that, Derek, what's your first reaction? Well, you know, Michael Irvin has been an analyst for a long time, played the game at the highest level. Um, I respect his opinion. When you look at when you look at what how he's done in terms of what he's brought in in terms of free agency and the way he's built this team over the last couple of years through the draft, um, he has put together a solid nucleus, one of the best nucleuses he's had here in quite some time. I don't know. You know I think it's going to take some time to develop. I, I don't use the word dynasty because I don't think we'll ever see a dynasty again like the New England Patriots. And history has shown, because the NFL has wanted parity, which they got, that it's anybody's show each and every year. There's a reason why we don't see repeat Super Bowl champions. There's a reason why it's tough to see repeat division winners, you know, <clears throat> across the league in a lot of ways. Uh, because, you know, players flop around, flip-flop around, teams get stronger, some get weaker. You just never know year to year. But this Eagles team is set up for at least the next couple of years to be a serious contender. And that's all you want is a shot. You don't want to be in a situation like Chicago and Houston where you're trying to rebuild this thing from the bottom and you're scrambling. You know, they don't have much talent. The quarterback situation is iffy. Um, you know, we all have questions about Justin uh, uh, Jalen Hurts here. But, you know, we can't deny, as Michael Irvin said, you know, he's won at the collegiate level. Um, you see players rally around him. They believe in him. Does he have the goods and the talents to talents to deliver? That is the big question we're going to find out this year. All right, Barrett, your reaction, and I'll, I'll jump in after you. There's, there's, there's a fine line between a team being great and a team being just mediocre. And I think at this point, you know, the Eagles are teeter-tottering on that line. I mean, if Jalen Hurst shows any type of promise, uh, or you know, if he's his 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 throwing percentage is right around, you know, 70 percent, this team could easily be one of the better teams in the NFC. And and the way the defense has been constructed, and what I've seen from Gannon and what I've seen in practice, they could be special too. So when I look at it, the two things that they need to improve the most the quarterback situation, and the defense gives me a sense that, all right, they're going to be okay going into the season. I love the fact that, you know, their, their, their defense will be, you know, multidimensional. It'll be hard to get a beat on what they do best because they're going to do a lot of things and a lot of things good. They got major players at the position they need to do to run the defense they want to run. In order to run a 3-4, you got to have a boss nose guard, somebody that can take control of that inside. You look at, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you look at um, the Ravens when they had that great defense. They had Goose sitting in the middle there, you know, big, big Sam uh, mm -hmm. sitting in the middle of it. You got to have that boss do, even with the Steelers, we won a Super Bowl. We had Casey Hampton, you know, right in the middle of that defense, the hog you need that's going to eat up space. Well, we got that. You needed uh, linebackers that could rush. We got that. You got to have guys that, you know, can handle the edges. We got Fletcher Cox. We got Sweat. We got guys that can do that. And then the secondary. The secondary might be the best secondary in the league right now. I, I'm honestly saying that you think about the two. This might be the best tandem, and I'm trying to think of a tandem that's better than. I don't know as a tandem. There isn't a tandem better than the two corners that we have on the outside. Mm. To me, that's. I mean, I mean, give me, give me one team that has better corners, two better corners than the Eagles do combined. You know what I'm saying? You don't have that. Then you add 
the most dominant offensive line as far as the best offensive line in the league, running the ball, and they're going to get better in passing because they just never pass, and you need a quarterback to get the ball out fast when you are going to pass. And I think Jalen Hurts is going to turn that corner and be faster than he was. So to me, it looks like on paper, and when I look at it and give it an eye test, this team can be good. The only thing that I question is their physicality because you can't rate that when you're on the practice field. It's got to be in game-type situations. And if they go into these games with the mindset that they're going to kick ass, especially the defense, that they're going to, you know, have an attitude, then, you know, the sky's the limit of what this team can do. I just need to see the attitude on game day. They have everything else. I just need to see the attitude on game day. So, yes, I will say that this is going to be a team that are probably a lot better than um, than what it says on paper. But I don't know if, you know, it's as good as it needs to be in the NFC. All right. I, I, I'm not going to touch Dynasty because, to me, you got to win like three to be even even have that conversation. But I, right, I get right, where right, Michael right. was going. He was just going a little hyperbole there. But what his point was he thinks the Eagles are going to be nasty. And, and look – it, uh, there's everything you just laid out there. They're incredibly a talented team on paper, both sides of the, of the ball uh, in the trenches, the really critical positions, cornerback, you know, defensive end um, receiver in this game are all there. The one component that's missing that we don't know. I can't say missing, but I think we, that we don't know right now is Jalen hurts and how good he's going to be. Is he going to be a guy who'd get you in the playoffs you know, and be and be really, you know, solid to to good to maybe even very good, or can he take his game to the next level and be that elite kind of quarterback, or at least close to it? You know, where you can win a, a Super Bowl. That's really what it comes down to for me. I mean, I, I see a team right now that has the best offensive line that has, I think, the ability to be as you know in a top five conversation defensive line that has really good linebacking core for the first time in a long time that has a really good secondary. I'm, I'm questioning question one of the safety spots, uh, but a really good secondary uh, quality receivers, a quality tight end. Like there's, it's all there. And, and I think the NFC is more wide open than it's been in a long time for a lot of different reasons, simply because I think it's hard to repeat for the Rams. I think maybe the Packers take a little bit of a step back, losing a talent like Devonte Adams or somebody of that ilk. And then I think everybody else is sort of right in that, in that pack after that, and that's where the Eagles are. I'm telling you, man, I'm not breaking news, but if, if Hurts plays well, this team has has the potential to go really deep in the playoffs. And I, 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 there's a ton of pl- potential there. And and you know the other part. Let me throw one more thing in there. Uh, is is Nick Sirianni up to the task? Oh, see, I didn't even think about that. See, that's and, yeah, that's huge. and he showed you last year. Look, first year taking over a team that won four wins, they won nine. That was a huge step, and I feel good about that. But I, I, he's also – I'm not quite as much in a wait-and-see with Sirianni as I am Hurts, but I am to an extent a little bit. Derek? Uh, um, I agree with everything you said. Um, there's so many ifs surrounding this team. You know, um, if Jonathan Gannon does what we've been laying out for weeks, if Jalen Hurts takes that next, that next step to get to the next level, um, if Sirianni can, can prove that in, in year two he is that much better in year one, uh, there's, there's so many there's so many ifs around this team. But when you look at this team on paper, they have very few weaknesses on this team. Um, they have depth on this team. Uh, when you look at the offensive and defensive lines, they have interchangeable parts 
um, on this team. They have every everything a lot of teams can only envy going into this season. They have a schedule that's, again, favorable to them as well. They're not p- playing a lot of the top-tier quarterbacks like they did the first half of that season last year. So everything everything is can fall into place. I mean, you know, and, and the more we talk about it, not and when I say we, we in the media, the fan base, radio stations, so so on and so forth, the more pressure that puts on this team to succeed. Um, if they stay healthy, and that's a huge, you know, that's a huge plus. You have to stay healthy. Um, this team could go a long way and could surprise a lot of people uh, in 2022. That's it's imperative that Nick, you know, takes that next step too. You know, I, I really don't talk about Nick as much because I think Nick has gained favor in that, in, that um, in his players' eyes. Mm-hmm. They'll go to war for him. They'll go to bat for him, and that's really what you need from a um, yeah. from your team is is for them to believe conceptually in what you're trying to get across to them, and they do believe in him in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Right. They uh they love Nick, you know, what I'm saying. And anytime you will go to war with your coach, you got an opportunity, you got a shot. Um, we, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm Gannon. If he can call an aggressive game, I, I'm loving it. We know that um, you know, Shane can go out there and 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 Make sure he can he can make sure that he's going to highlight what his team does best on the offensive side of the ball. If it takes him running the ball, he'll run the ball. And I love that aspect of his play calling. He's going to do what's best and what his players do best uh, to to get that offense going. The only question I have is is Michael Clay. I mean, I don't know where special his, teams coach for people who may coach, not know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what he's done to um, to get better as a unit. I mean. I guess I was I was I was kind of spoiled with FIP. You know, this is the second year FIP has been gone, but Coach FIP, especially Coach from two years ago, I mean, he had a great special teams. That was a plus for us. But you know, he had guys guys like you know Donnie Longball, one of the best punters in the league. You know, he you know he had Jake. You know, finally get you know he's the one that got Jake Elliott going in the right direction. So you know, but Michael, I mean, he's a young guy too. I Man, this guy. He's he going to be my he's still son. in his twenties. Yeah, yeah, like twenty nine years old. Here's my question, Barrett: Is is it a reflection of him, or have they not given him the proper tools other well, than Jake Elliott? Does he not have enough in return game? Sippos is somehow not even really challenged by anybody. Like, is that him, or is that the organization? Well, I mean, it, in the same way they gave those other coaches um, a blank check, I, I think you know now he has a, he can go collect from those blank checks. That they gave like Gannon, they gave Gannon a blank check, and he went out there and got it all going. Yeah, you know, so yeah. he he's he's gonna have to go out there and and, and make it happen. <coughs> I uh, they're gonna give him a return, man. You know, last year he had to work with what he had to work with, and we know Jalen Ray. They do they forced him to put Jalen Rager in there, and at this point, you know, I could see them not putting him back there again, even because they got Covey. I think he might make the squad just because it's his um, special team prowess. Yeah. Now, if he gets in the mix, they got a return game. Bradley may make the squad. Bradley, he's special teams guru. They have linebackers. That's what that's what special teams are made from, linebackers. Your best athletes on the field, linebackers and running backs. If he can get those guys going and get this special teams going, and they got the smaller, smaller defensive line that can go out there and play on special teams also. Mm-hmm. You know, the – I need to see what he can do now. I didn't see anything from him last year. This year, I want to see what he can do. What is he going to bring to the table? Sometimes you have the game plan, um, game plan around the guys that you have. If you have, yeah. you know, inferior athletes, then you as a uh, coordinator 
got to get the best out of those superior athletes. Period. That's her. That's her. Look, look I, I just think, and, and again, nobody's played a game and they right. haven't proven anything other than they can get to the playoffs. But I, I see a team that was, I, I think if you're, if you're going by most improved overall team on paper, granted, I'm saying on paper here, give me a team that made more impactful moves in the Eagles. I, I know you could argue well, like Denver getting Russell Wilson and stuff. I'm saying you got a stud receiver. You got a, a, a double digit <clears throat> pass rusher. You got, uh, you know, through the via the dreams, Bradbury, a, a guy would be a shutdown corner. You got uh, a, a potential of a, of a just freakish kind of defensive lineman through the draft. And then Nicobe Dean, who a lot of people would have argued was the best defensive player on the best defensive team last year at Georgia. I'm just saying there's a lot of talent that was added to this team. Yes, a sir. Lot. Yes, sir. Well, I would say I would say Miami made a lot of splash moves this offseason. That did. would be one of the few teams that come to mind. Um, I'm trying to think of another one um, that made significant splash moves. Miami, Miami spent a lot of money this offseason. Uh, to try to improve that product. But again, they're in a situation like we're talking about here. It's Tua. It's Tua the right man to lead this team. And as Barrett talked about, you know, what did you say, Barrett, when in the pre-show meeting, you're hearing that but, Teddy, um, Bridgewater Teddy Bridgewater is, is outperforming. Yeah, I heard Teddy which Bridgewater is balling, you know. Which, which is what I've said for weeks, yep. that I think that team will have more success with Bridgewater under center than I do with Tua. You know, um, Bridgewater, he's not a flashy quarterback, but he's an efficient quarterback. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes with the ball. He'll never be able to scramble like he used to after tearing up his knee in Minnesota like he did. But he still has that pocket presence. He doesn't get rattled. And he's got he's got weapons on top of weapons that throw to down there in Miami. I don't know if Tua can get the job done, to be honest, down there. Um, well, you know, but they're going to do everything possible to give Tua the job because he was a high draft pick for him. I – um. You know, after we talked to um, – what's his name yesterday? I uh, just put my feelers out there to see what was going on down there in Miami. And, you know, even after he said that, you know, I, I wanted Adam to – Adam Kaplan, you're yeah, talking Adam about Kaplan, yeah. 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 You can't just say it. You just can't tell me it, and, you know, and, and, and think that I'm going to believe it. But then I made some phone calls, and, I mean, that's what they're saying down there, that is uh, having a great camp. Tua's yeah. having an average camp. Uh, he shows signs at times, for, for the most part, it's been um, – it, you know, it's been Bridgewater, you know, and it's all in vain because they're, they're going to start two anyway. Yep. Right. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's all for not. But um, he shows that he is um, he's good. I also looked at uh, I looked at teams that did did a lot. I think the, the Raiders did a lot in free agency. Yeah. And Coach Marcus like, says that. Yep. So, yeah, I, yeah. No doubt. I mean, you add Devont, uh, Devontae Adams first and foremost. That's a right. massive move, man. Chandler Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. Yes. Yep. He's down there now. Um, they went out and got Rocket Scene. Yeah, Former no, Temple. they did. You're right. The Raiders made some big time moves, man. Yeah. They did. I just think collectively, at, at impactful positions, the Eagles got guys that you're not guessing on. Like I, I, I have no doubt if AJ Brown stays healthy, the guy's gonna have a dominant year. Yeah, uh, and I, mm-hmm. I really believe that they figured. I, I think they know how to use Hassan Reddick. I think that equals double digit sacks. I believe that. I think Bradbury got out of a bad spot, and now couple him with Slay, man. That's a nasty tandem that those those guys have right there. So I just think all of those for all of those reasons, I know you got to play and you got to stay healthy. It just it it all gets back to the quarterback. I, all every road funnels back there, and I know we're all tired of hearing it, and saying it. I am too, but it really is what it's all about. If we if they come out of the shoot and hurts looks good, I mean, sky's the limit here, man. Yeah. 
as yeah. Michael Irvin would say, I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not going to go dynasty, but you know, that's it because he, it's particularly interesting coming from somebody like Irvin. Is that, that, that's, that's it right there. Yeah. It's you know, the cowboy yeah. ties, right. Yeah. You, and you know, his affiliation and, and, but I also find him to be, and I mean, that I don't throw compliments around to cowboys ever, but I find him to be an objective guy. Like, yes, I, I, I truly believe I agree. that. I, I agree. So that tells you, so that's not <clears> just some Homer, you know, looking at it from an Eagles perspective, this is a dude from, you know, the, the division rival saying that that's a big deal. That's a very big deal. So I thought that was really interesting coming, uh, coming from, uh, from Michael and good, good work out of Dan. So, and, and, and like you said, we heard it before. I, I definitely heard him say this. This is the fact that this is the third time I've heard him say it. Mm-hmm. The third time I've heard him say this. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't just saying it for effect. Like, oh, I'm going to yes. be outrageous. No, like that's what he believes. Yes. And he was even saying it like, uh, I don't even want to say this as a Cowboys fan. Like he was kind of giving it to you in that vein. Right. Too, right. Which I thought right. was, uh, mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. All right. So uh, we have Anthony Becht. We have Jordan Renan. Can't wait to talk to either one of those two guys. Hey, tomorrow, Matt Lombardo. Uh, Barrett and I used to work with Matt back in the day. He, yep. He's another guy who does an excellent job covering the NFL uh, as well. He's going to join us tomorrow, Matt Lombardo Lombo. So we'll talk to him. Uh, but don't go anywhere. we got plenty in store for you with the Eagles, with the NFL. We're going to be jumping around a little bit with some Phillies and Sixers. we got it all. So don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk a little uh, finance here. Let's talk principal and Jim Murray in particular. Um Look, for me, I know it was a challenge for years finding the right person to invest my money with. And you know, I made some mistakes along the way. Well, I found the right person, and I want to turn you on to that person as well. And that's Jim Murray with Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business, and you're not sure exactly how to set up your benefits for your employees. That's another asset Jim can help you with. All right, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k, Roll over to Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Trust me. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Or you can email him at Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. Glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis with you each and every day for three hours of power. Let's remember, and we appreciate it, guys. Let's hit that like button. Let's smash that like button. The more likes, the better. Uh, that is for sure. So we appreciate you each and every day hanging with us. All right. So uh, as I mentioned, Jordan Raynan from ESPN at 2 o'clock. Anthony Becht, who will be calling the Eagles in the Jets game and also the new coach of the XFL franchise in St. Louis. Played 11 years in the NFL. He'll be joining us at 2.30. All right, guys, I mentioned this off the top, but the Phillies won again last night. Uh, they, they beat Sandy Alcantara. Boom, I got it. I'm proud of myself. Derek, you're muted, but I'm proud of myself. I didn't say Alcantara. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, now that I just said it, I will throw myself off. But they, yeah, yeah. You, and, you and the rest of the world. I know. Man. It's, I don't know. I, it's like a brain fart with me. It's a, like a block. I, I always mess it up. But um, so the Eagle, the Phillies win 4-3. This is a game, guys, where they were down, um, and it looked like they had no chance. They're down 3-1 against arguably the best pitcher in the National League in the bottom of the eighth. And they chip away, chip away, chip away, chip away, get some really clutch hits and take a 4-3 lead. I'm talking, you know, big hits uh, along the way from you know, Brandon Marsh, who they got in the Angels deal that came over, you know, with Syndergaard that made it 3-2 uh, just to chip away. Schwarber, who was huge last night, and it wasn't by a home run. It was by a singles. Yeah. Ties it up with a single. Then there's a double play, and you're thinking to yourself, ah, that's it. That's going to take the wind out of the sails. But Bohm gets a single. And then Real Muto, who's been out of his mind lately, uh, gets another hit, gives the Phillies a 4-3 lead. Sir Anthony comes in and closes the door. And they win again, um, seven straight wins. During those seven wins, they've outscored their opponent 47 to 17. They've won 12 of 13 overall, and they're now 41 in 19 since June 1st. Uh, this is mm -hmm. nothing short of remarkable what they're what they've been doing. Absolutely, man. It's, this, it's it's young guys stepping up, and and you said it before. You know, it really you really put it in perspective. I think it was two days ago when you said they're playing small ball. They're not, mm -hmm. you know, this point Schwarber's not, you know banging out home runs they're playing small ball man this is fundamentally sound baseball forget hernandez i mean this is this is this yeah. is great defense 
uh, you know, runs batted in. I mean, I mean, this, this is exactly what you want. This is what I grew up watching. This is St. Louis football, um, baseball right here. Yeah, that's yeah. the way they used to play back in the day, bro. They did, they did, and they seem to have overcome the mystique of the Miami Marlins. Uh, they're right now eight and four against the Marlins, and they've won seven in a row, but they've won the last six straight over the Marlins. So, <clears throat> the team that was an Achilles heel for them. They have found a way to overcome that. Mm-hmm. You know, they've played some tight games, but the bottom line is they've been coming out on top, not the Marlins, as we've grown accustomed to seeing it in the past. And that's what you have to do. You know, um, if you don't smash the team just as most you're supposed to smash, then we're sitting there talking about this team not living up to his expectation, especially when you consider the volume of money that's been paid out uh, to a lot of these guys and, and, and players that they've brought in. But they're doing it now. I mean, they struggle forever. Now they're what, 14 games, 15 games over 500? Yeah, they, 14. 62, 62 and 48. Yep, 14. I mean, this was a team that was a barely a 500 team just a month and a half ago. Uh-huh. You know, and now they've turned it on. They've got to keep it going. Yeah. And they've done it without the $300 million bopper. Everybody has stepped up for this team. The pitching, you know, the starting pitching has been great. The, the, the bullpen has been great for the most part. They've had a few erratic moments, but they've been great for the most part. You know, and, and that's all you can ask, you know, and that's why I'm looking forward to seeing them play the likes of the Mets yep. and, and the Dodgers, you know, and, and the Braves. They have the Braves number this year as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. Know what? Think about it. You won a game last night against maybe the best pitcher in the National League. Absolutely. You know, and that's huge to, to win those kind of games. And you're down. I, I say this a lot, but it's true. It's the kind of game you don't win. In, in, you know, in May. Right. It's not the kind they they would lose this kind of right. game. They would just right. kind of went out quietly. This team has a lot of heart now, man. They have a lot of fight in them. And I'll tell you, I know there was only like uh, maybe 23, 24,000 there last night. The place was on fire. Like yeah, they were yeah. loud. It had that playoff vibe last yeah. night. It was it was really one of those regular season games that you sort of mark on the calendar and you say, remember this kind of win. Because that's the kind of win that can help you in a playoff game when it's close. You well, feel like you can come back no matter who you're facing. Well, think Rob, about that's this. Exactly what, hold on. That's exactly what we're talking about, right? That's, <clears throat> that's the difference between, like I said, a good team and an average team. Good teams always figure out a way to win. And it was a time where if they were ever down going into the eighth, they would have never came back, <laughs> no. man. Now I never feel like we're out of the game. <laughs> never. Yeah. Well, think about Alcantara had only given up two hits going into the eighth inning. All of a sudden, the light switch goes on. And the Phillies tattoo him for six hits in the eighth inning and knock him out of the game. And all of a sudden, the game, the, you know, the whole complexion of the game changes. You know, they have faced the best, the best of the best, and they have succeeded for the most part against the opposing team's best. And that's that's building a winning entity in that clubhouse. You know, say, you know, we can talk about personalities and, and so on and so forth, but the chemistry and the cohesiveness in that locker room right now, it doesn't make a difference who steps to the plate one through nine. You sit there going, you know, some teams you watch, you go, oh, that's an automatic out and nine times out of 10 it is. But with this team, you are sitting there on the edge of your seat because the bottom of this lineup is going to outshine the top part of the lineup in many cases. Yep. Yeah. And those guys really deserve credit, man. Like the stats of the world, uh, Brandon, like I said, Brandon Marsh last night with a clutch hit for them. The guy who's just gotten here. Yeah. Um, the Here's the other part that really needs to be pointed out. Their defense is so much better now. Absolutely. I, I mean, Bo makes another great – what a what a turnaround this kid has had. So, Bo makes another really good fielding play. 
Castellanos, yes, I said it there. Castellanos with a uh, running. <laughs> he runs one down in the gap and then doubles the guy off at first base. It was early, but it could have been a mess of an inning for, yep. for Syndergaard. It's yep. it's little things like that. Hoskins makes a really good play from his rear end. He gets the, the, the force at second base. Like it's little things like that during the course of the game that maybe stop it from being, okay, the Marlins got a run as opposed to three or four runs that right. makes it you know, unreachable for you to be able to come back. So it's little things like that, that they're just playing as a really good team baseball, defensively, small ball, Barrett, whatever we want to call it, station to station, all those kind of things are happening with them. You know, how about guys being interchangeable in the infield? You know, usually you don't have that, man. Like, you know, Bresson Stock, you know what I mean? Um, You know, Segura, these guys are, you know, I mean, I would, I would venture to say Stock played his best ball at second base. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But him moving over to short, I mean, that, that you know, you can't just look past that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just just going to show that these guys are a lot better uh, now. I mean, what the hell were we thinking about with this manager three months ago? Well, that's a great yeah. point. Like, like you guys, I know you guys get on me for it, but I, I just I thought he had totally checked out. I thought he was just gone, and I think the players felt the vibe off of Girardi in a bad way. And I. Right. And I I didn't expect this kind of turnaround, but I thought they were way better. I didn't expect this, but I thought they were way better than the way that they were playing under him. And Thompson's perfect. Like I think he he's in, he holds you accountable. He's not a lunatic. He's not screaming, but he holds you accountable. And he's also chill. Like you ever notice with him, man? You don't yeah. know what's going on in yeah, the game. Yeah. And I don't mean that. In a, I mean it in a good way. Like he's just kind of like, all right, we'll be all right. Like don't worry about it. He was actually funny last night. He said at one point. I think he was like addressing somebody in the dugout. He was just like talking to somebody, whatever. And something happened and the crowd went nuts. And he was like, what, what, what happened? What I miss? Like what's, what's going on here? It, it, he just has a good way about him. He was really handled the Keith Hernandez thing perfectly. He said, look, you know, Keith's a great baseball man. I just disagree with him. I, I look at it. We had, we have five errors in the entire month of, uh, you know, August or July yeah, or something. Absolutely. He just handled it like real deftly, well, like well, the Rob, way you handle those things. So, so, <laughs> I'm just sitting back thinking, you know, I mean, putting two together. When, you know, Coach Girardi, or Girardi, whatever you want to say, when he was sitting back watching him doing his thing, how could he not say something to Girardi like, hey, man, you got to do this? Or, or uh, I mean, he just sat back and just, I mean, you just uh, you just can't say anything to the skipper? Maybe, Bar- maybe, you know what? Maybe he did, and maybe it was, it fell on deaf ears, man. You know what I mean? Maybe he was, I, I think what he did that was brilliant. I was worried that he was too tight with Girardi and it would be, it would look exactly the same. I think he really like took notice of man, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Let's oh, try and yes, play to the yes. strengths here yes, and, because yes. he had such a firsthand view of it. You know, right, it, it, right. it would be like, um, it's, it's like if you learn, there, there's a lot you can learn from your parents and hopefully most of it is positive. Right. But there are other things you take away. You're like, I'm probably not going to go that direction if, you know, when, when I have kids or I'm going to do things a little bit differently. You know what I mean? Like there's little things, there's takeaways that you have from things. And I think Thompson really has taken the best of, of, you know, and the other thing that's great, this guy paid his due. He's 58 years old. This is yep. his first shot. Yep. This dude paid his dues, man. And it's, and it's, it's showing, you know, it's showing. I give him I hope a lot they give him a shot, man. I hope they give him a shot. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and make him the skipper, man. Cause, you know, I mean, what I mean, what at this point, what's stopping them from doing that? You know what I mean? What's stopping them from doing that? So I think there's two things. One, they do have, I don't know what it's called. There's a Rooney rule, okay, mm-hmm. that 
I believe the organizations at the end of the year have to interview different candidates. I believe. Okay. Mm -hmm. One. And two, I, you know, I just think they're sort of in the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's just, this is working. Oh, Let's just I don't ride know. This. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the guys obviously love playing for him. And I'd hate to see them bring in somebody from the cold after this season because somebody else has a pedigree, a winning pedigree, a, a World Series under his belt. These guys obviously produce for him. I think the most fascinating, one of the most fascinating things about Rob Thompson is, is how he has closers by committee. You don't see that. The better teams in the league have a definitive closer who steps to that hill when the game's on the line. It could be Roberts one night. It could be Sir Anthony the next night. You just never know with this guy. And, man, what a luxury to have something like that, you know, because now you have two or three guys that will be in those big game moments uh, mm -hmm. instead of, uh, you know, what if, what if your main closer gets hurt? All of a sudden, you're scrambling to find a closer, and that guy's not used to being in that situation. Great point. It's, yeah. a diff it's a different mindset when you step on that hill in the bottom of the ninth inning or the top of the ninth inning, and you're trying to protect a one- or two-run lead. Yeah, you know, I, I love that aspect, too, because I love the fact that, all right, he's sitting there, and, and they got a lead, and they see the bleed, and they say, oh, he's got to stop the bleeding. Yeah. He doesn't mind putting in Sir Anthony nope. to yep. stop the bleeding in the sixth. Nope. Understand that he got, you know, hand and all those guys, yep. you know what I'm saying, that could close after it. You know, just this, this that luxury right there. And, yeah. and having some cojones to go out there and do that. Yeah, that How takes balls. How many would do that? Like, all right, I got to stop the bleeding somehow. Right. Yeah. I got to get out of this inning. Let me throw Sir Anthony out there. Let him stop the bleeding. Get things under control again. Then I'll go ahead and put hand in or whoever we put in, man. That's, Great points. That, yeah, you know, both of you guys. I mean, that's ballsy, man. Dead on, man. And And – Let's not gloss it over. I know you mentioned it, Derek, but like you're doing this without the league MVP. You're Absolutely. doing this without the Absolutely. guy who was the best player in the National League last year. So, you know, and I know the beauty is Harper doesn't have to feel like the second he gets back, he's got to hit three home runs exactly. in a game. Like, exactly. dude, they got you. Your teammates have your back. So just work yourself back into this thing. And there is a little news there. I, I'm not surprised. He's had some, uh, a little bit of swelling in the elbow. Yep. So I think they're to the point now where it, let's forget the the project of having him play right field. He's going to DH. It's just it is what I'm it is. I'm good with that too. Yeah, I am too. And if he has to have surgery after the season, fine. Just get him back with the thumb and get him back in the lineup because that was right. it, he was killing it. What before he got went down with the, the injury. The sad the sad part about that is somebody has to sit when he comes back. I know. I know. That's that's the sad part about it. Um, but you know. You can't play everybody, but it's nice to have those people on the bench. I mean, think about the pinch hitters they could go to in the eighth or ninth inning. Yep. When you look at some of the kids who've already produced for them, Derek what a Hall. great luxury. Yes. What a great yeah. luxury he has now. You know, I, I give that dude props, major props. He's done a hell of a job for them. He has been really productive for them, Derek Hall. He's he's been really good. And 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 the moves that they've made, you know, getting Robertson to have another option at the back end of the bullpen. So far, Marsh has really played off. The kid Sosa the other day makes an unbelievable play at shortstop. So they've really yeah. uh, made it a point to emphasize their defense and get better defensively. Um, so here's the way things set up right now. Um, as far as the wild card goes, they're alone in second place, in, in uh, which, which they have been for a little bit now. But they're, uh, they're a game up on the Padres. They're a game up, uh, two games up. On the Brewers. On the Brewers. Yeah. Uh, and the Brewers and the Cardinals keep going kind of back and forth on who's going to win the uh, the Central there. I mean, everybody else, the Giants are seven and a half back. I, yep. It, it's it's pretty much, that's who you're looking at, right? The Padres, Brewers, Cardinals, that yep. that threesome in there. There are only three back of Atlanta. You know, you know Atlanta's right. a really good team, too. And 
I, I wouldn't count on them catching Atlanta, but you can't write that off. I mean, it's not completely out of the question. Hey, we'll look at how far they were behind Atlanta about six weeks ago. All of a sudden, yeah. they closed the gap. So it's a great point. You know, obviously, they're not going to catch the Mets. Um, the Mets are just the Mets are just rolling. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. But you know, they, who's to say they can't finish second place behind the Mets? Well, that's I, a distinct possibility. Here's what here's what this weekend really sets up. Interesting, <clears> guys. <throat> they have on Friday. It's, they play the Mets this weekend. They're at home here yep. in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm sorry, at, at New York, excuse me. Uh, they play the Mets on Friday. It's Suarez, who's pitched great. On Saturday, it's Nola, who's yep. pitched great. And Sunday is Wheeler. So, it, you know, you're throwing three of your better arms. Now, the Mets counter that with Scherzer, yeah. DeGrom, <laughs> and Bassett. Yeah. Like, De- DeGrom is finally back. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and he's been back for about a week and a half now. Oh, Dude, geez. he's dealing. Oh, <laughs> they said they, they said his first outing, one of his first pitches exceeded a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, he's a freak. Like, are you kidding just, me? No, he's the guy's not even human. So, oh my uh, goodness, it's so, ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous what you know what, what they're doing up there, man. So that, I mean, that's why Hernandez says whatever the hell he wants to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah, yeah, you get a little chase sniffing himself a little bit. Right, 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 right. 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 as well as they're playing oh man all right but that was it so it's gonna be interesting they played this afternoon and then they're at new york uh starting tomorrow so all right we come back guys we're gonna dive into the eagles a little bit interesting words from jordan davis yesterday we all remember the video of jordan right. davis just right. blowing cam jurgens off the ball yeah. so it'll be i i really like what he had to say we'll talk about that when we get back <clears throat> and also we're going to dive into expectation level for certain players uh Barrett, one, you've been singing his praises, and we had a guest on who did the same uh, the other day. So we'll talk about that, he being Josh Sweat. We'll talk about that and a bunch of other Eagles players and what we expect from them this year because they're not necessarily the first guys you talk about, the first names you talk about, but they're they're going to be critical to this team's success. So we'll get into that when we get back again. 2 o'clock, Jordan Raynon, who covers the Giants. We'll talk NFC East with him. And then Anthony Beck, who's calling the game for the Jets. Uh versus the Eagles on Friday night. He'll be at 2.30. Don't go anywhere. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. All right, let's talk a little pro-action restoration because I don't know if you've been through it and maybe you're dealing with it right now and I hope you don't have to deal with it, but if you do, I have the right person and people for you. Um, Whether you have water damage in your basement, you could have a flood, you could have a situation where your roof's leaking, you could have had a fire, You could have mold issues, you know, whatever the case may be. If you're not sure who to call, I got the people for you and it's pro action restoration. Look, I have had issues at my house in my crawl space and it can damage a lot of stuff that you have stored away. I've had issues in my parents' basement and I called pro action restoration. They were over that day. They cleaned it all up. It was reasonable. The price was right. The, the, The crew was beyond professional and the place was cleaned up spotless by the time they left. They're on call. 24 hours, seven days a week. ProAction is licensed, bonded, and fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. Again, it could be water, could be fire, could be smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call at 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com, ProActionRestoration.com.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Again, check out all of our great content at jacobsports.com as well. All the interviews that we've done just this uh, past week or so. We've had Maurice, Paul Domowicz, John McMullen, Dick Vermeil, Lane Johnson, Sal Palantonio, Adam Kaplan. Uh, so that's just this past week. We we uh, we just keep what? rolling. Come on, man. I'm Come telling on, you, man. We're not rolling like that, are we? On fire! We do it every <laughs> We're single day. not rolling like that. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. Um, all right. So back to the Eagles here, guys. And as we get uh, closer off today, uh, I should mention that no practice today uh, as they get geared up for the game tomorrow night against the Jets. It'll be the only home preseason game that they have. They play three games now as opposed to what they used to play for the 17 game schedule. Jets tomorrow. Uh, and then it's what Miami, Miami, Cleveland, or is that flipped? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but anyway, that's what they have. Uh, Miami, they have Cleveland, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Miami, then Cleveland. And, and both of the dual practices will lead into those games. So the game is tomorrow night, seven 30 Lincoln financial field. Then they're at Cleveland next Sunday for a one o'clock game. Then they're at Miami, the 27th of August. It's a seven o'clock Saturday night. So that's what they have, <clears throat> excuse me, in the preseason as far as games go. But I, I don't know if you guys saw this. Barrett, I know you were down there, and you were, but you were kind of scrambling a little bit as well. Uh, but Jordan Davis met with the media, and 
I, the, you know, the, the writers were, were I, you know, kind of on the lighter theme asking him, Hey, you know, we, we all saw the, the viral video with during the open practice when you, when you were kind of jacking up Cam Jurgens there or, or whatever. And it, it was a great mature teammate veteran kind of answer out of a kid. Love what he said. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, dude, I hate that video because you guys don't see the times that Cam Jurgens gets the best of me. And we're teammates and I don't win every battle. I won that one, but that's, that's, you know, that, that's par for the course. Everybody's going to win one sometimes. I don't want him catching heat for that. The guy's a phenomenal player. Like, I'm listening to that. I'm saying to myself, this kid gets it, man. This kid really absolutely. gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Because when, when, when you look at the video, all you see is Jordan just, just, just bulldozing him over. But what you're not seeing is Cam is doing exactly what he needs to do as an offensive lineman. He's, he's blocking him. In fact, he probably gets a plus on that rep. He did everything possible to stop him. He replaced his hands. He hopped. He, he brought his center of gravity down. I mean, he put his back up. He extended. He's hopping back, trying to anchor. It's just the laws of nature just weren't in his favor because, you know, it's like the movable object. Once one mass gets going one way and it goes, yeah. it's going to keep going. And that's what happened. Bro, that's a great block by him. And, oh, mm-hmm. by the way, when you have a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, he's not worried about getting off and getting Jalen Hurts. He's all worried about Cam. And what is Jalen going to do? Run out the pocket or, or get away from him? Because he's all he's all occupied right. by Cam. So it was actually a win. But I understand what, um, what, what, what also Davis is saying. He's saying, man, look, we battled, we've been battling for the past, what, 12 practices. <clears throat> and this is one rep. When you look at the whole, you know, the, the the practices as a whole, they've been going back and forth, both of them getting better, iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. So that's a great, great, great way to go out there and kind of diffuse a situation where, you know, he feels as though, you know, they're they're really downplaying how good Cam Jurgens is. And I love that he did it that way too. Yeah. Love it. it was a classic team answer. Like this right, dude has right. his guys back. That's for sure. And let's and let's face it, um, whether it's Jason Kelsey or Cam Jurgens, they're not gonna face most D tackles that size. Six six, three hundred and forty pounds. You know, a good size defensive tackle is about three fifteen, three twenty. You're not gonna face a man that big, that agile, that quick every game. So D gun. What? You're definitely not going to find one that, that weighed 340 and ran a 4-7. Heck no. Heck no. No, no. Good. I'm so, glad that guy's on the Eagles side. So you talk about the, the best possible uh, practice experience for, for a center or a guard to go up against not just Jordan Davis, but Fletcher Cox is, is bull strong. J- Javon Hargrave is bull strong. Milton Williams. You know, so you got four D tackles. You're getting unbelievable reps against to get ready for what's to come. Now you're going to face some all pro D tackles. No question about that, but, but not, but not men of that size, my goodness. <clears throat> and if Cam Jurgens, you know, based on what Barrett is saying, even though it looked bad for him, but if Cam Jurgens did the right thing, he's going to win more battles than he loses against most D tackles. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I mean, remember I would tell you guys all the time when I was, uh, you know, I, I always bring it back to, I want a Super Bowl, And, the reason why we felt we were so good because we practiced practice against the best players in the world every day in practice. That's right. Like, I knew I wasn't going to try to block anybody that was as good as Casey Hampton as a nose guard. Mm-hmm. I knew yep. I wasn't. Yeah. I knew I was going to go out there and block anybody better than, than James Harrison or Joey Porter. So when I got in the game, it was easy. 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, I'm not worried about this dude. Who? Mm-hmm. I'm blocking. I didn't block the best in the world already three days in practice. So why not get in the game? It's easy. I'm not even breaking a sweat. Bro, we're killing people because we practice as such that we we didn't worry about anybody. We knew when we stepped on the field, we were the best players. Mm-hmm. And I can almost guarantee it that Cam Jurgis is going to step on the field and know that he's not going to ever go against a, 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 a freak of nature like that. There are no six foot six, three hundred forty pound running a four seven forty guys mm-hmm. in the league right now. He yeah. is the outlier in the league, and he goes against this guy every day. He's going iron sharpening iron. He's he's going to be a he's going to get in the game. And be like, man, this is too easy. Right. This is it, way way. I, but too I easy. I just love to like. There were a lot of. I, I don't know. I mean, there were questions about the maturity level of Davis, you know, kind of where he's at because he let his weight fluctuate sometimes. And that was one of the knocks on him, right? Yep. yep. Everything he's done since he's been here, he, he's repeated, oh, I, I know I got to keep my weight right. I got to be right. I got to be conditioned. Uh, you know, and, and every at every turn when this guy talks, he says all the right things like he's like he gets this is your job now. And he understands the, the, the concept of it. Like I. I just love everything I'm seeing from Jordan Davis, the way he's playing and the way he's handling himself so far. Well, he's sur- he's surrounded by a, a, a group of veteran players who I'm sure are grooming him on how to handle his business as well, and he's a quick study. You know, you can tell right now he's a quick study in terms of how he's approaching his business on the field and when he steps in front of a camera. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, the organization should be patting themselves on the back from what they've seen of him, not just as a player, but as a professional, period, up to this point. Um, because, obviously, he's light years ahead in terms of maturity on, on on what to say and what not to say. And to go out there and say, hey, look, man, now I hate that videos out there. You know, he gets the best of me just like I get the best of him, man. Don't Don't be hyping this up. That was just one play. You know, and, and that, that's that's exactly what you want to hear. That's that builds camaraderie right there. You know, usually it's the offense over here and the defense over here, but that that intertwines the camaraderie on this team in more ways than one. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. You know, you know, well said. So, all right, let let's um, let's jump around uh, um, to a couple different. Go ahead, back before we get to that. Yeah, you know, in that same in that same practice, um, Hassan Reddick <laughs> said something you know, that kind of kind of blew me away, also. He talked about Gannon, and I don't know if we had, you know, talked about this yet, but he told Gannon said, I mean, he told Gannon, um, well, he said that for the first time since he's been in the league, he feels as though he's in the, he's being put in the best position possible. Mm-hmm. He said he's never been in a position where he's been allowed to say, all right, or right, coach ask him, what do you feel best? To, what do you do best? Mm-hmm. How do you, how can I put you in the best position? And that's what Gannon asked him. And since then, he has been doing exactly what um, Hassan Reddick has asked him to do. He's put him in a position to, to be successful. Okay. And he had a clip, you know, he had a clip saying that, you know, he's never had to have him before because when he was early in his career, he was put at, you know, at the linebacker, linebacker level, playing linebacker as a linebacker, which is not really his skill set. He can do it. He's okay at it. But his thing is being an outside linebacker, a three-four linebacker, rushing the passer, being able to mix it up with tight ends, running backs, and maybe every once in a while an offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. To me, that was kind of you know mind blowing that you know Gannon is going to his players and asking, "How can I make you a better player? How can I put you in the best possible position?" Mm-hmm. So this is why I'm saying that's, that's why I'm thinking this team is getting it. That's why the maturity level of this team is is taking 
some some great steps forward. Because not only is this coaching staff listening to the players, but they really want to make these guys, you know, fit in a round hole when they're round pegs. They're not going out and putting them in square pegs when they're round hole. That's, you know, and that's the problem that most coordinators and most, you know, coaches go in. Are right, you going to fit my system? Do it my way. Right. My way is the only way or it's the highway. These guys get it, man. They get it. I, I Barrett, I, I think there's a bigger picture here, too. Um, you know, we saw last year a coach is willing to turn over the play calling. You know, we saw a coordinator who was willing to start running the ball because that's what succeeded. Like, I don't feel like this is a stubborn staff. I feel like they're open to input. They're willing to listen to their players. They're willing to change things up. We know, you know, we've seen guys like Chip Kelly. It's kind of my way or the highway sort of yep. stuff in years past. And I don't feel like this staff is that way. And that's really encouraging, man. I, I, I think it's going to – I think it's one of the reasons why the players buy in so much because they exactly. have some input. Exactly. You know, them defining the role to a Brandon Graham. Brandon's like, look, I know I'm older. I know I'm long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. But you're cutting my reps down, which is allowing me that – when I do get on the field, I can give every ounce of what I have, and I'm going to still have some left because I'm not playing every single down. Yep. Fletcher Cox being the same way. I don't have to play every single down anymore. So I can maximize the and exhaust everything, every single play, knowing that I'm going to get some rest. They're going to put the young guys out there, and we're still going to be at a ball. I still can go out there and impact the game, even though I'm not out there as much but I'll still be able to impact the game greatly because I'm not tired going into the fourth quarter. I'm not tired in crucial situations where I have to bow up. This defense has to bow up. I mean, that means to me, that's masterful in understanding the situation, the players you have and allocating those resources, you know, in ways in which, you know, it makes them better players, you know what I'm saying? Because they love doing what they're doing. Amen. Well Mm -hmm. said, Barrett. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well said. And I, that's why I think it's one of the reasons why people are so excited for this season. I mean, they just they, they other than the fact that they just love football, but they can't wait for the season to get started. Um, all right, so let, let's look at a couple of guys. I, I want to start with Josh Sweat here because he's a guy who, if you if you see him in in practice or you know in game, you, you see a guy who looks like he's incredibly talented. He was highly talented coming out of high school. Uh, was I think the number one or number two defensive uh, recruit coming out. Yep. Um, when he came out, didn't have maybe the, the massive career in college that maybe some expected when a little injury. bit, like, yeah, injuries, he was banged up. Yeah. So he comes here. Um, and you know, last year, so showed you some real flashes at times, other times he was kind of quiet. Uh, he ends up ultimately making a pro bowl as a, you know, a, a replacement for, for some guys. Um, but the question I have for you is what is, what are legitimate expectations this year? Will this be the year? that he puts it together? I think so. I mean, if you ask me, this is exactly this is exactly what he needs to take him to that next level. Just watch him now. You can tell he's healthy. But he's, he's looking more explosive. You know, we heard, you know, Lane Johnson say, man, this guy's coming out there. He's going to have double-digit sacks. Well, what I see in practice, I haven't seen a guy with that much gumption in a long time in an Eagles jersey. I mean, just how long he plays, explosive. He gets off the ball like this now. Him and BG, it's like they drank from some type of fountain of youth or something, man. <laughs> because the, you don't see the ailments. You don't see um, any Achilles, uh, Achilles um, 
or anything wrong with Brandon Graham. You don't right. see any knee issues with 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 sweat. Now, it used to be his knee was was keeping him from being explosive. Man, this dude's got it all now. He's got pass rush moves. He got a one hand stab that's just so. I mean, he makes himself long. Get one hand stab. He puts his hand right here in the offensive tackle's chest. It's hard to even stop that. In fact, you know, I saw him beat Jordan Malata a couple times with that move, and that's beating somebody now when you have 380 pounds and six foot eight. Now that you're able to move back like he was moving him back. This could be a double digit sack year for him for real, man. In fact, he was playing so well in all actuality, while he was playing so well in Sunday's scrimmage, you know, in practice, that they had to take him out because he was wreaking so much havoc. Wow. You know, remember that long run that um that long run that uh that Jalen Hurts had in practice? Yeah, the long run. It was actually a sack. Because all I mean, all he had to do was just grab him. But you know, you can't touch the quarterback. Sweat actually sacked him on that play. No kidding. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's amazing. Derek, how about you? I mean, are you a believer that this will be when he put he puts it all together with not just, you know, three, four games here and there? Well, he had seven and a half sacks last year. He co-led the team with Javon Hargrave. So, you know, when you consider the percentage of plays that he was playing, and, of course, he had to deal with knee issues as well, uh, I thought he had an outstanding year. You know, he didn't get a lot of the notoriety that he should have gotten, but he had an outstanding year last year. And to hear Lane Johnson was out there in the trenches and lining up against him every day, say what he said the other day when he was on, um, that, that, that tells me that – that, that Joshua is about to take that next step, take his game to that next level. And because of that rotation to have, I mean, when you look at all the defensive linemen across the board, if they can keep these guys healthy, you know, you're talking about having a fresh unit in the fourth quarter against Ooh. a tired offensive line. Ooh. You know, that's a psychological advantage a lot of teams won't have this Remember year. Remember the football year? year? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, so with Josh Sweat, I expect him – to get close to that 10 sack uh, limit, a double digit sack limit. But I keep going back to when a couple of years ago, when everybody was honing in on Brandon Graham, who was closing in on double digit sacks for the first time in his career. And the last four or five games, he got nothing and ended up with like seven and a half or eight sacks for the season. Um, you know, I'm sure there are times when Josh is going to be called upon to do different things that don't show up in the stats, but help the overall structure of the defense to free up somebody else to do what the coordinator needs them to do. So I think it's going to be based on two things. What percentage of snaps that he gets, can he stay healthy? Can he get over the knee issues? Um, and is he going to be able to maximize his opportunities when he gets them? Um, if we base it on what, if we base it on what Lane Johnson says, I expect him to have a standout season this year. Yeah, Lane, if you get a chance, go back and, and watch the interview we did with Lane the other day. When Lane was with us on Tuesday, he really – he was like the, one of the first guys he brought up was Josh Sweat. Right. So exactly. he is a big fan, big fan. All right, well, we, you mentioned Brandon Graham. Coming back off the Achilles, by everybody's account, this dude looks like he hasn't lost a step. He doesn't look like someone who was hurt, especially with that kind of injury, which is really a tough one to come back from. Uh, maybe playing a different role, maybe playing more of a limited role. What are our expectations of Brandon Graham? I'll start with you, Derek, on this one. I would say more of a limited role. I think Brandon said it best. If you reduce my snaps, it doesn't bother me one iota. I mean, think about it. Brandon's got his money. He's got a ring. He's 34 years old. He know father time, father time is against him right now. And he wants to be able to play an entire season. If this is his last season here, Whatever the case may be, if he decides this is his last season playing football, 
Brandon Graham wants to go out in the blaze of glory and whatever that may be. And Brandon Graham's not about individual stats. You know, he wants to see this team get back to that big game. He knows what that feeling is like, what it took to get there when all odds were stacked up against them. You know, for a 34 year old guy coming off an Achilles injury like that, that's not easy to come back from as quickly as he did. So um, Brandon Graham, all he cares about is winning. That's all he cares about. And, you know, most guys are worried about their stats because they've got bonuses in their contracts, so on and so forth. That's not Brandon Graham, you know, and, and that was that's what makes him the leader that he is. And dudes feed off of that. Other guys feed off of that. That if this guy who has played the game this long, who has achieved the highest you could possibly achieve in terms of winning a Super Bowl, is more concerned about the team than his individual stats, then who am I to worry about my individual stats as well? Great point. So I think Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham, if he can stay healthy, is going to be a huge compliment uh, coming off that edge for this team. I mean, you know, every, everything I've heard so far is that he is lightning quick off the snap again. He's like the Brandon Graham of old. So that tells me Brandon Graham is going out with a blaze of glory. Whatever happens after the end of the season, Brandon Graham's going to make sure he gave everything he had to this team this year. Yeah, yeah well said, Dyer. That's absolutely you – know, that, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, he has nothing else to lose. He's had a great career. Now it's just icing on the cake. Now he's just piling on. He's being mm-hmm. greedy right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's making a lot of money, but it's more than just the money for BG. BG wants to be great. BG wants to make sure that he goes out and he goes out in a blaze of glory. Right. If <clears throat> just here in Philadelphia or if he moves somewhere else. I can't see him um I can't see him you know not playing uh, if he has a great season not playing another year, you know. And I also want to say Cisco Flex Chizzo Flex, I appreciate it, you know what I'm saying? But you're right, you know, you know, Smitty is going to have a real good season. You know, we just want to acknowledge that. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But um, when I, when, I look at, when I look at Brandon and his role this year, he's like in that hybrid role, um, linebacker slash rush in, and that's where he's going to excel at. Because now he's going to be an afterthought against offenses. They're not going to game plan for BG. They're going to game plan Hassan Reddick. So you're not going to allocate resources to a guy that you're not game planning. They're going to slide the line to Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, and those guys. Mm -hmm. They're going to slide the line to Hassan Reddick. But they're going to leave him one-on-one a lot of times, and I'll take him one-on-one against any tackle in the league because we know he's explosive. He's gotten fast. He's lost some weight. He's gained that step. That's everything that he's always done. But now he's not going to be the major focus of where offenses block now. Oh, they're gonna be in trouble, man, because he could already do it when they focused on him. Right now, right. they're not focused on him because he's not gonna play enough. He's gonna tear people up, man. He is mm. going to tear people up, man. He's gonna be getting them surprise sacks that he missed before. He's not gonna miss them this year because they're not sliding the line to him. This is gonna be a I'm excited, man, because I see a lot of what ifs going on. And what if Brandon gets a real opportunity to rush on third mm. down? And him not be the focal point? <coughs> oh man! Mm. What if they leave him one on one against any tackle? What if? Yeah, could happen. Yeah. Could happen. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, well, let, let's stay on that for a minute and, and appreciate it, Fitness Rebel. Uh, smash that like button. We're with you. There we go. Uh, always good to hear from her. Um, Derek Barnett. I, I, I am not, uh, admittedly, not as high uh, on Derek Barnett as I am on some of the other names I've thrown at you guys. I think he's mm. been very disappointing, and he's. Quite frankly, a very frustrating player because he will kill you with a with a personal <clears throat> foul too. It's been a disappointment overall.
for him since he was drafted 14th overall in, after the uh, 20, prior to the 2017 season. Uh, nonetheless, he's back, and not being asked to maybe to do a ton might help him. How do we see? Uh, how do we see that, Barrett? Let's start with you on DB. Uh, I, I don't. He's not. He's not done enough for me to really give him a dissertation. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Um, does he have that skill set? Yes, he does. Can he rush the passer? Yes, he can. If he plays a smarter game, there's nothing this kid can't do, man. I mean, he's explosive. He can get off the ball. Get he just needs, yeah, he can bend. He got that ankle bend. Yeah. He just – and it's not – I'm not going to say his effort because I don't – I'll never question his effort, but I will say this. He's close if he totally invested mm-hmm. in his craft. He could be very close, and I will leave it like that. All right. He could be very close. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. How about you, Derek? I think that he's gotten a wake-up call this year. I think with the addition of talent they've made on this team, I think he's gotten a wake-up call. Even though they re-signed him for two years, which basically is a one-year deal, I think he understands that he's cost himself more ways than he's helped himself in the time that he's been here in Philadelphia. He's heard the noise. He's heard the criticisms. I think a maturity year for him and when i talk about maturity i mean being a smarter player between the stripes none of the extracurricular activity that got him in trouble for the last couple of seasons in terms of penalties i think he knows he's riding on borrowed time i think and i don't know this for a fact i think he might have been living off that first round status just a little bit too much and now he's realizing that you you know you understand this is a league where you're here today and gone tomorrow and the money you make today, unless you produce, you're not going to make that money tomorrow. You're going, to have to, you're going to have to take what's given to you instead of what you can command in terms of negotiations. And because it's such a limited career, you better take advantage of every opportunity given. So I, I, I expect him to play a better game. I've heard for the last couple of years, over and over, that he has the best bend of any DN that, that's been on this team, you know, the way he has the ability to bend his body to get up and under some of these huge uh, offensive tackles is, is very impressive. Well, he's not only got to utilize that, but he also has to put up some numbers to justify the Eagles bringing him back here again for this year. And I think because of the direction his team has been going in, I think he's smart enough to look around that locker room and determine, look, man, we got A.J. Brown over here. Right. You know, we got a Seam Reddick. We got James Bradbury. I got to hold up my end of the bargain. And, and I'm hoping that he's a much more mature player this time around. No, I agree. I, look, I, he is a wait and see for me. I I, I cannot give him – he's got to prove it to me. I, I, I've been very disappointed in him, and I, and I just – I can't excuse away some of the knucklehead stuff that goes on with him. I, I just can't. I, I Frankly, I'm surprised they brought him back. Uh, so, but, you know, look, he's not in a position where he's being counted on as highly. Maybe that helps. Maybe some of the heat coming off of me, all the right. reasons you guys laid, it, laid out there, maybe that helps him. I'm – I'm not sold. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan, but we'll see how it, how it plays out. Let me ask you about Milton Williams. Um, you know, we focus rightfully so on Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave, but Milton Williams is a guy last year who showed you a lot. I thought in, in his rookie season, it's a position that's kind of underrated in some ways and kind of overlooked a little bit because you don't get necessarily great stats. Um, but I liked what I saw from him. I thought he was part of that really good draft class last year. I have high expectations for him in that rotation. Uh, where are you guys at? Derek, you want to jump on Milton there, first? There's, there's no question. Um, <clears throat> when I've watched him last year, his ability to push back the pocket um, was incredible. You know, he only had two sacks. But a lot of times all you got to do <clears> – <throat> excuse me. 
is get some push and throws the whole cadence of that offense off, the whole rhythm of the offense. And I thought he was a very good disruptive force. Um, and I expect him to be that much better. He's got the body weight. He's got the he's got the lower uh, leverage. Um, he's strong as an ox. Yep. Um, he has all the tools. You know, Mil- Milton doesn't get a lot of notoriety because he's overshadowed by two big-time Pro Bowl, highly paid D-tackles, and now this highly touted first-round draft pick. So he's almost like the forgotten entity. But I guarantee you when he steps on the football field, when whoever he plays won't forget about him for long. Mm. Back. He has an opportunity to be just as good as, you know, any defensive line we have out there. I mean, he's got the size, strength, explosiveness. He flashes a lot more so than anything. I mean, he gives, he gives, um, he gives, you know, guards, you know, he gives them hell, man. And and I like him. He was still young last year, and really, he really didn't have the um, the pass rusher move. And I think, you know, Coach Rocker, Rocker really likes him a lot, and uh, he's only gonna get better, man. The sky's a limit for him. Now he has, you know, the task of coming in and, and, and being the guy that's got to compete with the uh, Hargraves and, and Fletcher, mm-hmm. you know, and and Jordan Davis. Right. It's gonna be tough for him to get on the field. So I think he'll make sure that when he is on the field, he's gonna make an instant impact. Yep. He's not he, gonna make mistakes because he understands that it may be a long time before he gets back out there. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, he's kind of guy like I think he'll he'll show out in these preseason games and you're going to remember people are going to remember oh i remember mel williams okay yeah, all right yeah, you know yeah. we know who this guy is uh i want to jump to the offensive side for you here and quez watkins you know our number one focus is always on aj brown it's going to be on Devontae smith maybe even zach pascal for, for that matter but quez watkins is a guy with a lot of ability he'll tell you he's the fastest guy on the team he, he thinks he's the fastest guy in the <laughs> league okay all right maybe i don't know uh, but he showed you flashes last year and he's a big yard per catch guy, um, someone who could really be an X factor here if they're doing everything they can to try to take away AJ and and Devontae. Uh, where do we stand with with Quez here going into the 2022 season? Big playability. That's it. Big playability. Um, he showed now the propensity to go out there and run better routes. Now he runs the whole route tree. He's gotten better as a receiver. You know, he still has to work on catching a little bit, you know. I mean, he, he may drop a catch here and there. But he's been showing out in camp, you know what I'm saying. When he when he was healthy, he's, he's definitely out there making some things happen. Mm. He's got to stay healthy, man. That's the only thing that's keeping him from being great. He's got to stay healthy. You know, he's lost he's, he's um, he lost some reps in camp because of, you know, whatever ailment it is, I don't know, hamstring or whatever. I, I yeah. forget what it was. Yeah. But um, he's got to stay healthy, man, because mm. – in order for him to, to, to really excel, he's got to get reps, and those reps aren't going to be divvied up like they were last year. You know, It's going to be a few and far between for him. Now, we're talking about a third or fourth receiver. We know the coach loves Pascal. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So that's going to take even more reps out of his uh, off his plate. So he's got to be perfect when he gets in there. He's one of those guys, you know, he can't afford to not be perfect. So I'm looking forward to seeing him do it. This guy, he got average 15 yards per catch. He had 12 catches of 20 or more yards. That tells me the big play capability is there. I think it's mental focus with him. And hopefully he learned a valuable lesson last year about that. How many passes did he drop last year? Yeah. A few that should have been touchdowns. Yeah. Um, I think the sky's the limit for him. Um, I don't know if he's the fastest player in the league, but I guarantee you he's in the conversation, you know, uh, in terms of being a fastest player. Now can he put that together with a, a, a vast array route tree? You know, don't be a one-trick pony. You know, for as good as Deshaun Jackson was, I thought he basically was a one-trick pony. Go deep. And Deshaun Jackson made a lot of money because of that. Quez Watkins has the opportunity um, to be a complete wide receiver. You know, Barrett said he's running better routes. He still has to work on the concentration of securing the football. I get it. Okay, now's your time. You know, um, when they start focusing on Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, now's your time to sneak behind the secondary. Hit that skinny post. Hit that deep post. Mm. Take, take a quick out. Take a quick out and turn it up the field and get additional yak. You know, as well, he has all the capability. I think he has to put on a little bit. I would like to see him put on a little bit more body weight, a little bit more muscle mass. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and and get his NFL break. body. Yeah, get yes, his NFL yes. body. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he has his NFL body yet, but um, I think he can put on a good five, ten pounds more without affecting his speed and agility and his quickness off the line of scrimmage. Um, but outside of that, the man has all the tools to play in this league a long time. No doubt. Hey, uh, pass this note along, Adam Schefter yeah. reporting the Jets yep. are signing uh, Dwayne Brown. So, yep. you know, no, Andre I, Dillard. yeah, I bring that up for that reason. Exactly right, Derek. Uh, you know, there was some discussion. Maybe you know, the Eagles and the Jets could could work out a deal to send Andre Dillard there. I'm actually kind of glad. I, I would prefer to have him here, man, as a safety net. That's I what really you said. Would. That's what you yeah. said that several times, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, and look, I get it. You could have maybe held the Jets up for sure. But I uh, I think in the long run, it'll help the Eagles more than more than it. And then I'll actually – you're right, Rock, and it's probably what Howard said. Probably Howard just said no. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, he yeah. might have just said no. Or maybe, or maybe you know, Joe Douglas said how he's asking price was way too high. Right, right, as well. Either way, um, you know, you I know. think it works out. Yeah, well, what surprised me is I can't believe Dwayne Brown was out in the open market that long. I'm surprised too. I know he's I'm old. I'm shocked. I'm money shocked. Money and old, yeah, he's money and old, man. I'm not surprised because. Once yeah, you but get it, to this level. That's yeah, a good it, signing by them, though. He's yeah, got he's got that he's got that savvy. What you just like Jason Peters, what you may have lost in a step, you make up for a mental savvy and little tricks uh to, to win a lot of battles. Yep. And for having him protect um uh Zach Wilson's um uh, that that's Blind huge side. for them. Yeah. That's huge for them. Yeah. I'm sure they got him dirt cheap at this stage of the season, but still that dude's a five time pro bowler. He ain't no he's not a slouch. Oh no, no not at all. Yeah, so that, that's not deal. scrap heap. That's a that's a nice signing, you know. That, right, right. A, and and, and he, he was he was healthy all last year. Yes, absolutely. He was healthy all like the last two years. He's been very healthy. That's a good pickup by them. Um, I, I doubt he's not going to play tomorrow, though. No, he's no, not, no, no. Yeah, I I wouldn't imagine. You may not see him in preseason games at all. I think well, this, bro, is, this this gives them a month to get him, you know, acclimated to the system. Well, just let that soak in, guys. We got a preseason game. The Eagles oh, have a preseason game God. tomorrow. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, we, we got a preseason game. On so game many tonight. levels. Thank God. Yes, we have we have a couple games tonight. Yeah. 
We got a couple. I I actually talk. Uh, you guys know Charles Davis, who does uh, oh, games yeah. for Fox. I yeah. well, I'll, we'll exchange texts from time to time. But I, I reached out to him to, to join us today, and he was. I, I don't know which game he's doing. I forgive me, but he he's doing a game tonight. He's doing one one of the games. I don't know what. I think he's calling Titans games. So I think he's doing the Titans Ravens. I, I believe. Mm. Uh, so yeah, you got two games tonight. You have the Giants and the Patriots, and then we're going to talk to Jordan <clears throat> right on uh, in what a half hour. Uh, we'll talk to him about that. No Mac Jones in that game, by the way, for the uh, for the Pats. And then the Titans and the Ravens is the is the seven thirty game. W- one of the games is on the NFL Network. So you got uh, it's the uh, Giants game. Okay, so you'll have yeah. You know, well, we'll be able to check that out. So the and we'll, Bel- Belichick has said most of the starters are not going to play tonight. Which so. surprising? You know, yeah, that's not like Brady used no. to play in preseason games. Yeah, he did. Sure so did. that's a little weird to me, but. <sighs> I don't know. I'm we'll, curious we'll see. to see the I'm curious to see the Giants personnel. I really am. I mean, obviously Brian Dable is not going to show a whole lot, but I'm curious to see some of the personnel cuz I'm telling you I said it before, I'll say it again. I expect the Giants to finish at the bottom of the division, but the Giants are going to hurt some feelings this yeah. season. Yeah. I no, don't I, know, man. I don't I'm know. a Dable fan. I am I am a big Dable fan. And, and I think he gets them right. I don't know if he gets them right this year. I just don't no. think he's got the guy behind center. I, no. I, I can't get past it. I can't get past it. Hey, well, you know, who knows? Tyrod Taylor. Now, Tyrod Taylor's had a lot of success in this league, especially mm-hmm. when he played in Buffalo. Tyrod Taylor may be better suited for that Giants offense than Daniel Jones is. Yeah. Never know. I, and here's the thing. Dable inherited, and, and as did their GM, by the way, inherited <clears throat> Daniel Jones. If yep. this isn't, if this looks awful after three, four weeks, they're not going to keep riding him. Like, what is this? No, no. The yeah. owner made him keep him. That's the only reason why the owner made him keep him. So look, this guy's had what three or four offensive. Yeah, in his defense, he has had a, a mess. It's been a mess there. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So I mean, I, 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 I still think they're just the same old Giants. But I am, I'm, I am curious to see how Thibodeau holds up. You know, he's a small defensive end slash linebacker type of guy. Yeah. I mean, he, he's he gonna be a rush in. I, I don't know if he can hold up. I want to see how he does against. NFL quality offensive line. Uh, my man doesn't lack for confidence, though. I, I will no, tell you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a strange bird, man. Yeah, he's, he's different. He he is different. Um, <clears throat> he's different. That that's that has boomer bust written all. He's either going to be a beast or it's yep. going to be yep. real bad. You, you know, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. we'll see. All right. So Jordan Renan coming up at two o'clock. We'll 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 hit everything with him. NFL wise, NFC East, Eagles thoughts because he obviously still keeps a close eye. We'll dive into the week five games uh, this week. And we'll also look at coach, new coaches and what the expectations are. Dable being one of them. Uh, Eberflus with, with Chicago. Uh, O'Connell in, uh, in Minnesota. Uh, Lovey in Houston. Doug in Jacksonville. Nathaniel Hackett. You know, on and on and on. Josh McDaniels. We'll hit all of that uh, when we get back. We'll sneak in a little Sixers, too, because there's, a, there's smoke out there. There's Durant's smoke. It's billowing out there. Well, how much fire there is, you know, we'll see. We'll do that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk a little razor technology here because data is everywhere in business today. But when it's locked away in silos, it can't be efficiently used. And businesses don't have time to wait for the insights that shape decision making. Razor Technologies data management not only integrates data from wherever it's generated or collected, but provides a uniform structure for storing, interpreting, and distributing it to decision makers. Razor helps businesses transform and model their data, use it to populate real-time dashboards, and create shareable reports that highlight key areas of progress as well as warning signs in need of attention. Now, smart data analytics and the tools to make data insights 
are easily, they make them easily digestible and they help businesses of all sizes and types discover where they could be untapping significant savings. Razor technology can help you break down your silos and fully realize the value of your data to drive growth for your business. Learn more. Contact Razor Tech today at 866-797-3282. That's 866-797-3282. Or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Right, we are Sports Take, Take Sports YouTube Network. Derek, Barrett, Rob, hanging with you as we do each and every Monday through Friday, 12 to 3 Eastern, three hours of power. Hit that like button. We appreciate it, folks. All right, so as we speak, um, well, I don't know if they're actually still working. I don't know what the time difference is. But today, James Harden and Kevin Durant worked out together in Barcelona. How about that? 
And there's all what are they doing? Of- running from the bulls? What, what the heck are they doing at Barcelona? <laughs> yes, they're, run- they're running with the bulls. They no, they were actually on a basketball court uh, working out. But you know, rumors running rampant that you know the Sixers are now becoming a real player in this thing. I, I think Durant got frustrated because if you remember on draft night, there- all the rumors start flying around that he wants out and all that kind of thing, and it's been quiet since then. So I think he's he's trying. He and his people are trying to reignite the spark here, and it really feels like Phoenix is kind of out of it. That's where he wanted to go before. Miami's kind of out of it. That's another one of his destinations. Boston could offer up possibly a Jalen Brown, uh, Marcus Smart draft picks kind of package. I don't know if they're going to want to part with Smart too, but they may have to. If that doesn't happen. And who knows what's what? I mean, this could be a leverage play by Kevin and his people. I don't know. But the reports started filing in yesterday that the Phillies are very much in play, or the Sixers, excuse me, are very much in play here for Kevin Durant. And it's and it's real. And there's mutual interest on both sides. You guys buying this? Do you think they have enough? Would you part with Maxi for Durant? No. No. You're not just parting with Maxi. You're going to have to give up way too much. Uh, to get a Kevin Durant here, and if you give up that much, what's 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 your what's your bench strength gonna mm. look like? You know, you, you got to have some kind of rotation. No, we don't need rotation. Hey, what do you want? What else you want? What do you, what you, are you gonna you have? Want the head coach too. All right, go ahead. You can go too. Yeah, take take that. Yeah, but <laughs> you, 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 it's like you're gonna be at a deficit. You don't have any bench strength. You got to give up way too much. I mean, look what happened when they made that trade to get Harden here. All we talked about during the season, man. I wish they had Curry back. I wish, you know. So, are, are you willing to do that? You have a big three and a little eight. You know, that's not a winning formula. <laughs> a big have, three and a little got, eight. You got you got to have some balance. Yeah. You know that that really that I think that that move really. Plus, do you want Kevin Durant's drama here? I think this could backfire on Durant. I think he overplayed his hand. <clears throat> you know, he he handpicked teams who want to go to Phoenix. They got a nice nucleus. They don't want to take that kind of salary. They're not giving up. What 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 uh, Brooklyn wants to bring in a Kevin Durant Miami they got a nice nucleus they're not going to give up what he wants to bring him down to Miami and take I'm, on that salary I'm just saying this man I see that shiny new tour sitting there I mean I, I can see people you know running out of the lane to to, to run out there on, on, on KD and you see and B sitting there all alone by himself just dunking up a storm and to me I see that I mean that's just all right you got Harden take the ball down the court. I don't care who else is on the court. I could be out there on the court. Let's not, <laughs> and, let's not get crazy now. Our Jacob team could be out there, which got <laughs> smoked by the, uh, okay. by right. the labors. So, so I would, you, let me say this. I would do it. And I there's nobody who loves Maxi more than I do. But Okay, I do so it. if you give up the farm to get Kevin Durant here, if they win less games, what are you going to say next spring? Uh, what if they win less they games? They won't. I, you I don't, don't know think that. They will. You don't I don't know think that. they will, but I'm, I'm going who's, for it. Who's, and, who's coming off your bench? Who's who's on your bench? You're gonna have to get creative there. I'm not. I'm not really creative. Yes, at this creative. late stage. I'm yeah, sorry, Derek. Summer? Derek, if, if I can, if I can team up Harden, Durant, and Embiid at, with Embiid, probably not playing forever. I got to try and go for it now. I, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's not a great dream to have. I'm saying I think there's long term repercussions. You you have the big three, but what made Boston <laughs> what Boston was? Okay, what made Miami what Miami was? What made Utah Phoenix what they are? Golden State, they're not two and three man teams. This eight man, nine man deep. 
you got the Sixers team to get Kevin Durant in here. You don't have depth anymore on this team. And I'm right. not, hey, I, I, I would I would love to have a Kevin Durant on my team if I didn't have to pay a heavy price. I mean, if, I mean, let's be honest. The Sixers weren't the most talented team out there anyway. They had a nice nucleus. They got to the playoffs. They made another second round exit. You think with just those big three, they're okay. going to get past the second take, round? Take it a step no. further. Are they good enough now? to at least make the Eastern Conference Finals or win a championship. I don't think so. No, no. So I no. got to try something here. I got to try something while while Embiid is still at, at close to his peak. And if you're missing Harden, you miss Harden for another 20, 30 games because of the hamstring, now you're down to the big two and a, and a little eight. Yeah, it's a risk. I'm not. It's a huge I, risk. Look, I, I'm not telling you there aren't pitfalls here. There are. There's there's landmines all over the place, man. I, I, like, I like Mr. Uh, Mr. Taz, he said, Katie don't play on runny days. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not quite Kyrie Irving. You know what I mean? So if if the wind blows improperly, Kyrie decides he's going to protest for a week. But right, uh, right, right, look, right. I, I would I would think about it. Um, I, I, here's the thing. I, with When it comes to these guys, and I, I understand. Look, I think the league's got a problem, too, with people just kind of these guys signed long-term contracts and they went out in two seconds. So I feel like I'm feeding into it a little bit with this, but nonetheless, I, I, I can't emphasize enough. I don't think in B plays that much longer at a high level. I think his body starts to go. I got to try it now. I'm trying everything. I'm pushing all the chips in and it could all blow up, but I'm trying it if I have to, I think ultimately he ends up in Boston. I think he, I think it's a bit of a leverage ploy in, for, on his and his, his agent's part. But That's I would the try. last place I want to see him go. Jeez. I don't want to see him go there either. I was hoping it was going to be Phoenix. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Just get him out west, man, and, and let him let, it, let let them and the Warriors try and beat each other up. Oh. You know, it's, it's not a good thing for the Sixers. Um, that's for sure. So, I don't know. He's really tight with Embiid. He's re- now apparently he and Harden have made up and beautiful. Everybody's happy. It's the way it goes a lot of times in this yeah. league. You know, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see how yeah. that ends up shaking out. But it's going to be interesting how that uh, how that plays. All right, so let's uh, let's dive here, guys, mm-hmm. into our our discussion that we were talking about a little bit earlier with some of the new faces in new places as far as the coaches go. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys, correct me if I missed one here, okay? As far as the new new teams and, and new coaches. Oh, by the way, I shout out to James White who retired. Yeah. That that dude had a really good career, man. Yeah, he did. And he was a tough, smart player for for New. He was a perfect patriot. Belichick a, a, loved him. Small, a small back, but he was like a Swiss Army knife, man. Yep. Yep. He did so many things extremely well for that team. He was so instrumental in them winning a few Super Bowls as well. Yeah. You know the fact that he's getting out of the game eight, just eight years into it. Why is that? Wow. wow. He had a pretty serious injury last year, and I, I, I don't know exactly what the full mindset is, um, but I think he's, I think that played into it a little bit. Um, he's ready to hang it up. I, I'm looking at his statement now to see if there was anything else in there. Um, he doesn't mention the injuries, I don't think, in it. Right, right. Yeah, I think he just – maybe he wants to just be intact as much as he can, you know, to walk away. He's 30 years old. Spent sure. eight years with the Patriots. He was a fourth-round pick out of Wisconsin and yep. has the only walk-off touchdown, right, in Super Bowl hif- history right. in that overtime. That's right. That's right. Um, phenomenal players, phenomenal utility player. Who knows? Maybe, maybe mentally, emotionally, he's just he's done. We're starting. To, you're starting to see more and more players retire at a younger age now. You know, they're just done. 
the, you yeah. know, the, the commitment to the game of, of sacrificing the body and mind maybe isn't what it used to be in a lot of cases anymore, you know. And if you've had enough severe injuries, all you hear players talk about is, I want to be able to walk and run and play with my children. I want to be able to have my mental faculties in place when I'm in my 50s and 60s. Well, you know, I'm that's dealing huge. That. You're dealing with what? I missed that on that. On what? My mental faculties. I, I can vouch One for game. that. I can, oh, vouch, I, can, I can vouch for that. I didn't play, and I have no mental faculties, so at least you have that. I can, I, can, I, can, I can confirm that I'm borderline mental. I can, <laughs> I think we all are. I think it's why we're here together. We yeah. our our collective, you know, mental status makes up for one person. The, three the of Star us. Trek, the collective. That's what we that's are. A, that's what we Star are. The collective. That's yeah. We could. That's our uh, show nickname. Um, but he could be a coach too if he if he chose to. He's he's that kind of guy for sure. Um, Deshaun Watson will play. Yep. In the preseason game against the Jags on Saturday, I you know I guess what choice do you have right uh if you're if you're Cleveland at this point you're still waiting to hear I saw somebody predict that we would know by uh tomorrow morning as to not have to go through this of him playing in a preseason game I don't know how real that is but that was somebody put that out there uh yesterday um, you, see, right. uh, you see Frank Reich put out there that uh Matt Ryan will play the first quarter in the yes. uh, yeah. preseason opener I thought that was yeah. interesting um yeah. and Ron Rivera actually acknowledged that Wentz hasn't been particularly accurate, which I thought was yeah. kind of interesting to even acknowledge it. Mm. I, I thought he would just, hey, you know, we're working on things. And he's a no nonsense know. type of coach, man. Right. You know, some coaches just tell the truth, no matter right. what mm-hmm. or how damning it could be, man. And, and to me, I can respect a coach like that. Amen. I'm with you. Um, all right, the new faces here. Tell me if I've missed anything. McDaniel in Miami, mm-hmm. Dable in New York. Eberflus, is it Eberflus or Eberflus? I think it's Eberflus. Is it Eber? No, it was Eberflus. Eberflus. That's your your Green Bay boy. Chicago. You know what? We got rid of him because he doesn't have a football name. Eberflus. That's a scientist. (laughs) You better be. It it sounds like some kind of uh, like a a, science project. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a new toothpaste. Eberflus. (laughs) Well, he was up there mixing it up, man. He, you know, they got caught. They got caught with their pants down out there practicing when they weren't supposed to be practicing, having full, full go reps when they're not supposed to even be on the field. Yeah, so, that's hey, right. Can't be mad at them for wanting to get better. No, no that's true. Yeah. Uh, Kevin O'Connell's in Minnesota, right? Um, yep. yep. Lovey's in Houston. Doug is in Jacksonville. <clears throat> Dennis Allen in New Orleans. Todd Bowles takes over in Tampa. Nathaniel Hackett in Denver. Uh, Josh new coaches. Yeah, Josh McDaniel's in Vegas, right? Am I missing? No, that's it. You got them all. All All right. So differing expectations for differing coaches, right? If you, if you're ever flus, you you better understand this is going to be a, it's going to be a little while before you get this thing righted. Okay. In Chicago. Uh, But you're Todd Bowles. You're Nathaniel (laughs) Hackett. You're Josh McDaniels, you know, and even Dennis Allen in new Orleans, (laughs) you know, there's not, any grace period here i would say i would go as far as o'connell in in minnesota too like oh, no yeah. question you guys no. all better win man and, and mcdaniel in in miami yep. for that matter you know o'connell ha- i think has one of the best linebacking trios in the game you know uh their defense is going to be nasty he's got two premier wide receivers a great running back <clears throat> you got everything you need to be successful you know people talk about the transition down to new orleans but i think people forget that Pete Carmichael has been the offensive coordinator under Deshaun Payton since 2009. 
So he's basically had a hand on the offense since 2009. Now he's the actual play caller. So the offense is not changing because Drew Brees is not there any longer. And you look at the weapons they have, Jarvis Landry, Chris Alave, <coughs> Michael Thomas is back from an injury. Michael Thomas is by far not one of the fastest wide receivers in the game, but he is a great pass catcher. His catch radius is ridiculous. Mm. You know, Drew Brees will put balls in places that normal players wouldn't catch, and Michael Thomas make these acrobatic catchers. Now, I don't know what kind of chemistry he's going to have with Jameis Winston, but Michael Thomas coming back is huge for that offense, especially with Alvin Kamara possibly missing the first six games. Yeah, I think we forget how good Michael Thomas is. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the guy's it, nasty. You get his head straight, though, man. Yeah, that, it's true. You never know. You kind of never know with him. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's up in the air, man. But he has everything, you know, defensively. He's a defensive-minded coach. Yes. So, you know, he's got, uh, you know, he's got and what Cameron a Jordan. He has. Yeah, Cameron Jordan, uh, Marcus Davenport, Russell yes. the passer. Uh, you know, the, the secondary. You got, you know, the Honey Badger back yep. there. Yep. You got Marshawn Lattimore on one corner. Uh, I mean, they, they got – I mean, their safety is Marcus May. Pretty yeah. good. He played for um he played for the Jets. He was pretty good also. So they got everything you want, you know, on the defense side of the ball. Offensive side of the ball, I mean, I don't know when they're gonna get Alvin Kamara back. You right. know, what how many they, how many games he's gonna be suspended? That one's right. sketchy, man. right? Yeah. Then Jameis Winston, say you want to say all Jameis Winston, the first five games he played him before he got hurt. Last he was year balling, balling. Oh you know? heck yeah. But he oh, had Sean God. Payton there, you know. So I don't know. Did he learn enough from Sean Payton? But then the first round, they went out and got Chris Olave. They went and robbed and pillaged uh, Cleveland and went there and got uh, Jarvis Landry. They, yep. they just let him go. They just let him go. So they went and stole him. You know, hey, come on over here. We love you right here, man. Um, well, you got to left. go home, too. You got to go home down to New Orleans. So right, right, that right. Was huge. Um, they still have to, you know, left tackle position. You know, they, they, they let their left tackle go. You know, Armstead was – Yeah. There for years and years yeah. and years. He's oh, yeah. gone. So now they got um Hearst from, from Baltimore. Eh, I like Trevor Penning. Trevor Penning was a first rounder. Really good young guy. Nasty. He will eventually be one of the better tackles in the league, but I don't know if he's ready to play just right now. You know, they got they got our boy, you know, local kid, uh Cesar Ruiz. From, yeah, from Camden. Camden. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. down there. So he's finally starting guard. They, they I, I thought he was a center. They drafted him to be um, center, but good career playing guard. Yeah. Yep. So you, you look at Todd Bowles. I think Todd Bowles is like a kid on Christmas morning. He has so many gifts down there to play with. Yep. You know, uh, I mean, a lot better than offense, the Jets team he took over oh my before. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Offense, defense. I mean, you look at the defense. Keem Higgs, Vita Vea, Oof. you know, uh, Devin White, Levante David. Shaquille mm, Barrett, yeah. Antoine Winfield, Logan Ryan, Carlton Davis. Oh, that's just defense. Yeah, there's a lot of talent. Sick. Yep. Bro, I yep. would not want to drop, try to block Akeem Hicks. He's already pissed off because they Chicago let him go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he's mad. Um, William Goldston, you know, consistent. Oh, my God. Really God. consistent. But, you know, Very good. they got two of the best, three of the best linebackers in the league. Oh, you know? no question. You know? So of all the guys, I guess maybe you guys just answered it, but of all the guys that are taking over, who has the best chance to win it or go wow. the furthest? Would it be Bowles? Would it be Hackett in Denver? Would it be Josh McDaniel? I think wow. I know Barrett's answer. Josh McDaniel in Vegas. Uh, would it be O'Connell in Minnesota? Uh, would it be McDaniel in um, in Miami? Man. Of all those guys, who's got the, the chance to have <laughs> the highest ceiling here? Of course you know who it is. McDaniels. McDaniels, you know, I mean, Josh has everything, man. He has a quarterback, you know, Derek Carr. They got a running back, Josh Jacobs, who's trying to play for uh, 
um, you know, contract. But, you know, receiver position, they got, you know, Devontae Adams. Okay, yeah. Hunter Renfro, one of the best slot receivers slash utility guys, can do everything at uh, the other receiver. They got Keelan Cole. Um, they got Backpack Boy. Say what you want to say. He's a, he's a deep Backpack threat. Boy. Mac Hollins. Um, you know, on the deep, they're I can't believe he's still in the league. Right, right, right. I give him credit. Uh, I thought I didn't think he'd be here still. No, right. but then they got they went out and got Chandler Jones. Man, that was huge getting Chandler Jones, the opposite of Max Crosby. And they went and got you seen Rock, um, Rock, you seen yeah. from um, from the Temple. Colts, you know, no. Temple guys, you know, so I mean, they, they're gonna be pretty good, man. I mean, so you, know, you would, I love go, you would go with with McDaniels in Vegas, haven't you, Gunner? Uh, one one quick note about the about the Raiders. My favorite player on their Raiders defense is Jonathan Abram. That dude hits. hits. He he don't just what hit you. He leaves an impression. Yep. And that's why that's why he never plays a whole season. He, he kills himself. Yep. You know? right. <laughs> he's Bob Sanders. Yep, he yeah, he, knock himself off all, yeah. all the time, man. Mm-hmm. He played thirteen games. Iowa. He was, Iowa, that's yeah. right. he was an Iowa guy. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, he played thirteen games last year. Uh, two years ago, 14. Uh, Jonathan Abram, if he can stay on the field, man. You talk about striking the fear and opposing wide receivers. You don't know where he's coming. You just know eventually he's coming. He's going to find you. But to answer your question, Rob, I would have to say it's Todd Bowles. Uh, okay. Todd Bowles, to me, is in the best position possible. He's a defense. He is highly respected as a defensive mind. We saw that against the Eagles in a playoff game last year. We saw it twice last year, obviously. Yeah. Um, he still has his offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich. Even though Brady's running that offense for the most part, uh, Byron Leftwich is is recognized as an up and comer, could be a next head coach in the National Football League. And you look at the wealth of talent they have on both sides of the football. Um, you know they won a Super Bowl two years ago. They got to the conference championship game last year. I expect them to be right back there again this year. Okay. All right. Let's step aside. We're going to come back. Jordan Renan's going to join us from ESPN.com. Covers the Giants. We'll talk NFC East. With Jordan, his thoughts on the Eagles uh, at all. We will cover all of it when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So do you have any type of tree issues in your yard or your property? If you do... They're just a quick phone call away. They are experts at trimming all types of trees and serve Southeastern PA, South Jersey, Northern Delaware as well. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. And keep in mind, we're in that storm and hurricane season right now. At least we're getting real close. You may want to take a look at your trees, all right? Have them come out and give you an evaluation to see if you need to get something done. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page, for more information or a sampling of their work, give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back in, everybody. Happy, happy Thursday to you, as we say, Friday Eve. Uh, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We have Derek Gunn. We have Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We'll be joined very shortly by Jordan Renan, who does a phenomenal job covering the Giants uh, for ESPN.com. Uh, we'll talk NFC East. We'll talk Giants. We'll talk Eagles with Jordan and general NFL stuff with him as we were just kicking around some of the new faces in the NFL. And, yeah, I mean – Man, 10 new coaches. It's hard. It's hard to fathom that there's that kind of turnover, man. But it is the ultimate not for long league. <laughs> that is crazy, man. It is crazy, man. The amount of young talent that are new, new, new head coaches is crazy also. Yeah. Eber you know, and those guys. Young dudes, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No so, question you know, about it. Well, at least when you look at the situation with Todd Bowles and Dennis Allen, they were already with the organization. So it, not, it wasn't that big of a transition. Dennis right. Allen ran the defense. So he's still going to do that. Um, you know, Pete, Pete Carmichael ran the offense. Lovey uh, also. Lo- you, know, you know, so it's not like there's that much of a switch. You look at the Tampa Bay situation, left, which is still there. Bowles is still running the defense. He's just been elevated to the title of head coach. So yeah. those teams, those are smoother transitions. But when you talk about Lovey Smith and Eberflus, Eberflus, whatever the heck his name is, that's um, gonna be tough. They're taking they're taking over cesspool situations. <laughs> I hate to say it, but geez. Well, 
Yeah, we have our next guest, uh, and you can uh, check him out, certainly, ESPN.com, ESPN as well, on Twitter, at Jordan Raynan, ESPN NFL Nation reporter covering the Giants. And by the way, he is a man of the people, in case you were wondering, Derek. <laughs> What's happening, Jordan? How What's you doing, up, man? That, that, was a, that was a line from a long time ago. People do not believe that anymore. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> you got to update that profile, man. You got to like the it. When I was like the little guy grinding my way up, it worked a lot better. Now they're like, you know. It is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now it comes off like, all right, dude, yeah, you're full of yourself, or one of those deals. Uh, You know, I was told never to change your uh, Twitter avatar, though. Even if it's like you 20 years ago and you're super young and I had no gray hair, because people are just used to that being your avatar, and they're so conditioned to that being you that it's used. You're better off never changing it. Oh my God. I love, I love the, uh, the, there's so much research that goes into everything now. It's amazing, uh, Jordan. So good timing. Cause last segment, we were talking about some new faces and new places as far as NFL coaches go. And, you know, obviously up close and personal, you're dealing with that right now with the giants, uh, with every two years, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Joe judge here, it feels like it was 20 years ago. It feels like it was yesterday. That's for Pat sure. Shermer, you know, we were there oh too. God. He's, that's right. That's right. Ooh, that's right. You know yeah. what? You're right. It was very forgettable, but maybe not for <laughs> you, but for us. Um, well, give it. Give us your initial impressions. Uh, I think we're all big fans of Dable here yeah. uh, on yeah. the show. No question. But you know, obviously, things are not perfect there. And uh, just give me your impressions of, of of how he's looked thus far and what your expectation is for the Giants this year. I mean, he's just a very personable guy. Like you could just see that like, the way he interacts with people. He's just <laughs> one of those guys that brings positive energy to a room you could when, when you just have general conversations with that you could tell that about the guy um and the offense that's that's the biggest difference what you see the Giants offense was not in you know it was not up to what it offenses are in today's NFL right it was basically behind the times Jason Garrett was their offensive coordinator previously it was very vanilla now you're seeing a very a much more modern offense guys moving around motioning you know using guys in different spots uh designing runs for your quarterback it just it just looks different i think that's what brian dable brings to the table right and mike kafka who you guys know a little bit too let's be honest they're coming from and they're bringing the offense is going to be really dable's offense that they ran in buffalo with some pieces of what they did in kansas city so here's what we know when you see when you hear that they this offense we know that this offense can be effective in today's nfl yeah. Right. It's just a matter of getting the right pieces because those are two offenses. I mean, we all watch that playoff game with them. Oh. You know, those offenses are just fine. It's not the offense that's the problem if the Giants can't, can't score points. And last year, by the way, they averaged just over 15 points a game in today's NFL. 15 points. Jeez. Watching that is painful. Oh. So you mean hey. to tell me they're not going to, they're not going to, you know, take a knee, you know, say yeah. on third down or first down? <laughs> the ironic part about that is it wasn't the wrong move because that's how bad their offense was at the time. Because they were in the same spot the previous week, and they tried to play it out of the end zone, and it just got <laughs> – at that point, they're like, we're this bad, we have to do it. That's that's where they were at as an offense. Hey, Jordan, I think one of the more intriguing storylines about this team is you bring in a guy like Mike Kafka as the offensive coordinator. Now, his only coaching experience was under Andy Reid out in Kansas City. Right. Obviously, this will be the first time he's ever – call the play or is he calling the play who's calling the plays in this offense mike kafka has been calling the plays all summer he's doing it in the preseason game 
my take on this has been since the start. My, listen, Mike Kafka is basically the offensive coordinator or whatever. He's up there high in the depth chart in uh, Kansas City. He's working with Patrick Mahomes. Is he really taking a job to go work with Daniel Jones and the Giants if he wasn't told he was going to call plays? Mm. To me, that was always like, he's going to call plays. Like, for his career, Like if he's going to make that move, it's to go call plays, not leave Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes for a job where he's not even calling plays. So I think that's the that, that appears to be the plan. Yeah. Of course, if it doesn't go well, we've seen coaches pull back the reins, uh, you know, all the time. I mean, Bill Parcells once uh, took play calling uh, duties away from uh, Sean Payton. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it can happen, but I think my the idea is for Mike Kafka to call okay. plays. And, okay. Uh, but look, Brian Dable is going to be super involved in that too. Let's not kid ourselves, right? Right. In, right. in no way, shape, or form is Brian Dable not going to be heavily involved in that as well. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense, Jordan. And I mean, look, all roads lead back to Daniel Jones here, and and just what they have. In fairness to him, like you mentioned, it's been kind of a mess during his career there, and and, and the the offenses that have been, you know whether it's Judge, whether it was Shermer, the offensive coordinators. He appears to have some good guys in place now who know what the heck they're doing. Uh, but the question is, does he have the goods? Is he good enough in your estimation? I see, I think Daniel Jones is a quality NFL starter. Uh, like, I think if you switch – if we switch Daniel Jones's career with Jalen Hurts, I think we would have a very different view of Daniel Jones if we saw him play with, like, a confident offensive line throughout his career, but he mm-hmm. hasn't. I mean, he really has. And if you think about it, you say, oh, he, he has Saquon Barkley. He has these other guys. Like He honestly hasn't, if you think about it, played with a healthy Saquon Barkley for any period of his, start, of his starting tenure. Mm. That year Saquon had, his rookie year, was before Daniel Jones was a starter. Since then, it's been a whole run of injuries. <laughs> right. So he hasn't even played with, with Saquon Barkley. Now, do I think he's, you know, a top 10 quarterback? If, if in a better situation, I think that seems a stretch. Like, I think he's an average NFL starter. He, you know, Ryan Tannehill is kind of the range that, that comes to my mind. Now, is that good enough? Ultimately, do you want to build your team around that? I think that's sort of what people in Philadelphia are going like through right now, right? Like, oh, wait, we know Jalen Hurts. He, he's good enough to be a starter. He's good enough to be okay. He's good enough. We really want to build our team around it and, and bank on him to win a Super Bowl. Right. Hey, Jordan, you mentioned the offensive line, and that has been an Achilles heel for this team for a long time. How is the offensive line looking so far? It's funny you say that. I mean, so I've been, I make this joke, and it's not even a joke anymore. Right. Is that since, and it's really since I've been here almost most all of it, we're in year 10 of the offensive line rebuild here. Oh, geez. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, that's, my that's where they're at. 2012 was kind of the last time that they had a, a, a decent offensive line. <laughs> and it's crazy to think Jeez. about. 2000, they, they've been trying that long to fix their offensive line and haven't been able to do it. It's better. They've used two top, I guess, 10 picks now, the four and the seven on Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal as, as uh, tackles. If those guys are what they think they are, and, you know, Andrew Thomas had a much better second year. He, he showed signs of being, end up being a high-end tackle. <laughs> Evan Neal's just massive. I mean, he makes Andrew Thomas and everyone else on the offensive line look small. Uh, now, he struggled a little bit early in camp, but he's a rookie. I'm sure he'll take his lumps a little bit as a rookie. But if those two guys are the real deal, I think we're finally back towards the point of, okay, the Giants will at least have a serviceable wow. offensive line. The, the interior still has question marks. The depth is really non-existent. So, like, any injuries, their offensive line could end up being rough again. I think if we look at it 
Gunner, and you say the Giants had an average offensive line this year for where mm-hmm. they are, they've been at and, and, and the struggle they've had, like that's like a success at this point. Like, oh, geez. They're just hoping, they're just hoping, okay, let's just have an, uh, an average offensive line. Wow. Jeez. You know, um, when I look at their defense, I see their core is good. Their two defensive mm-hmm. linemen are, are good. Their two interior linebackers are good. And I think their safeties are okay also. But anything outside the defensive ends, the outside linebackers, the cornerbacks are all average at best. I mean, I can't believe you guys let go Brandon Barry. So, I mean, what do you see from this defense? I know Kayvon Thibodeau's there now. Do they have enough to rush the passer? Yeah, uh, you know what? This is actually <clears throat> so they have Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari, who was a rookie last year, uh, eight sacks as a rookie, kind of was supposed to be a first round pick. People had concerns about his knee. So they have two quality young edge rushers. And Thibodeau looks really good so far. And if he is what they think he is, and then you combine that with Leonard Williams in the middle, yes. I think their I think their pass rush can be pretty good now. Is it going to be great? Probably not. Thibodeau's a rookie. He's probably going to go through, you know, natural growing pains. You don't there's very, very few guys in this league that come in as a rookie and end up with 10, 12, 14 sacks, right? That like Chase play yeah. at Dallas. Chase Young yeah. did, but yeah, but he's an yeah. outlier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a few guys. I mean, the boat, one of the boats just did. Uh, Parsons obviously did last year, but I mean, it's you know, Chase, even Chase Young barely did. He had like nine, I think it was. Like, right, right, right. You know, so it's it's really hard to come in and be that dominant kind of dominant player. But the Giants have been so again. I mean, where they've been so weak at that spot now for a pretty like the last seven years, they have one double digit outside, you know, linebacker slash defensive end that has had double digit sacks in seven years. I mean, usually, like, every team has a guy gets double-digit sacks, you know? And that one guy was Marcus Golden. So it's not like they've had this high-end pass rusher. So the hope is that Thibodeau and Ojolari are the answers out there. And if they are, that'll help them hide some of the maybe deficiencies that they have in the secondary. Uh, because, look, they didn't want to get rid of Bradbury. And they ultimately – they could have kept Bradbury. But it would have meant having to move a lot of money around and basically uh, – move stuff into 2023 and really then then they're kind of dealing with messing with their future. They know this is an evaluation year, right? It's a new regime. Every big player on this roster, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, Adoree Jackson, Blake Martinez, Sterling Shepard. I mean, I can go on and on. They're all basically either free agents or their contracts are set up where they basically, you know, in a, in a evaluation year where it's either, you know, play to a high level or get cut. Even Leonard Williams is in that spot like that. So they're, they're in an evaluation year. And then next year they're going to say, okay, who do we want to keep here to build forward with? Jordan, hey, your estimation with a change of scene, how good is Bradbury here with the Eagles? You, you, you buying a, a change of scenery is good for him. Tear him up with yeah, slay. I mean, how good could he be? I think Bradbury in 2020 played like a true number. one. He played probably as a top five cornerback in the league last year. Not so great. Uh, I think when you have a guy like Slay and you put him in a number two role, I think that's his <clears> ideal role. So I think he he will thrive in that role. He's still young enough. He's you know it wasn't it's not like a talent problem. Uh, but I mean if he has to go up against the top receiver every week, it's a lot different. If he do, if he's going up against the team's number two, I think you could honestly leave him out there and say, hey, you just lock him down and you're in good shape. Like he is, you know maybe the best 
number two cornerback in the league, if that's, you know, what you get to use him as. I, I think if you get to use him in that role, and he's never really been in that role, because if you think about it, Carolina, that was never their strength. They were never loaded at cornerback when he was there. The Giants, he was their clear-cut number one at the time. Now you put him in a number two role, I think that's actually perfect for him. Hey, Jordan, everything I hear about your defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, is he will attack, he will attack, oh, yeah. and he will attack again from start to finish. Are you seeing that in, in practice sessions? I know, obviously, at this stage, a lot of coaches don't want to tip their hands too much. No, but he that, this, yeah, this dude's claim to <laughs> fame is, is sending the hounds every play. Is that and, and, more, and the second part of the question is, do you have the personnel to implement what he wants to do? I think they do. The, the, their problem is depth. Like, again, any okay. injuries. That's, that's really the, pro, the problem on the entire roster. It's like we weren't <laughs> able to make a lot of moves. We we're strung against the cap, you know, because of all these moves Gettleman made. And they, they, you can look at their entire roster. They really they – they have, like, four guys on the entire roster, I think, that made a Pro Bowl in their career. And one is – and two of those guys are the kicker and the, and the, and the long snapper. Jeez. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, the, the overall – look of the roster is like there's not those high-end players so they did what they could and so depth is if the, any injuries they're gonna have a really hard time filling those holes but like if you have Thibodeau if you have Ojolari if you have Leonard Williams if you have uh Odori Jackson stay healthy he hasn't done that much in his career uh Xavier McKinney's a really good young player Blake Martinez is coming off a major injury at linebacker if he could stay healthy yeah then then like they're, they could be a pretty good defense. They, I mean, they dominated the summer. Now, granted, you kind of expected that. He brings the house. He brings so much pressure. You're installing a new offense. You have a quarterback who's on his fourth coordinator in four years. Like, you knew that the defense was going to be ahead. But, I mean, they're in the backfield on every play this summer. So, I mean, they look like they're going to if, – if they are what they – you know, it, the full version of what they could be, they could be a pretty good defense. And like you said, he takes everybody on the defense, basically has them bluffing or near the line of scrimmage, and you don't know who's coming from where. They might only rush four. The, the thing is, you don't know which four it is that they're going to rush. So a lot, of, a lot of blitzes from your secondary defensive backs, nickels everywhere. Even your defensive ends or, or sorry, outside linebackers in this scheme are you know, shifting inside and almost playing like a middle linebacker spot at time to blitz the A-gaps. Like, that, that's what you're going to see from the Giants. A lot of pressure, a lot of confusion, and younger quarterbacks are probably going to have a lot of trouble with, with, this, with this defense. And it'll be interesting to see where Jalen Hurts kind of falls in that mix there. Mm. I hated those type of defenses, man. I played against Baltimore when they had those type of defenses, man. But, um, you know, what, you know I'm going to flip to the offensive side of the ball. Is Barkley healthy? Is he there? I know we talked about him earlier, but I want to know, is he healthy right now to go out there? Will you see signs of what you saw his rookie year? Well, here's the thing, and I've, I've just actually just said this in a, another interview with Barkley. He was amazing his rookie year, right? He mm -hmm. was unbelievable. That was 2018, right? Wow. 18. Been that long? So we've now gone three straight years with him being banged up and injured. One time it was he tore his ACL. Uh, the other time it was different ankles, all different kinds of things. To expect him to get back to what he was in his rookie year, I'm not sure if that's realistic at this point. Can he get back to being a really good player, 
uh, you know, a potentially great player? Yeah, I do think so. And what we've seen this summer is the healthiest Saquon Barkley I've seen in years. But I think how many running backs do we know that get beat up and banged up and then they just come back and they're back to their previous form? It's pretty rare. And you're talking about three full years later, basically. So I think he could be really good. He's looked great this summer. Like he's looked the best I've seen him in years. And Barry, you know, you've, you've seen players do it. I'm sure you were in this situation. There's a difference between this point last year, he's rehabbing and still not clear. Right. So right. now he gets this is second year off the ACL. He got to spend the whole offseason training instead of rehabbing, which is a there's a big difference between a huge training difference. and rehabbing. Yep. Yeah. So I think we've seen a much healthier, and he's talked about it. He didn't have full confidence in himself and his leg last year, especially early in the season. And then when he finally started to get it back, he stepped on somebody's foot and screwed up his ankle, and he really never got back to that point again. So I think having a fresh start and being in a contract year, this is his opportunity. It's now or never for him, right? Yep. Fifth year, you don't have a great year this year. That big payday or any sort of like significant payday, never coming for him. Yeah, interesting. He point. knows that. Hey, Jordan, uh, things got a little testy up there at Giants camp on Monday. Uh, offensive line coach, uh, what's his name, Bobby Johnson? Bobby Had Johnson. to apologize for shoving linebacker Cam Brown when the melee broke out. I mean, I mean, obviously a lot of people trying to impress the new coaching staff, but, man, you know, I hate to say it, being somewhat sadistic, but I love that kind of stuff more so than watching practices to see stuff like that happen in practice. Yeah, you guys tell me, though. Is it strange for a coach to kind of get in there and yes, push, yeah, yes. and be the aggressor? Usually, you know, you're they get they get in the middle. You might you know push guy a little bit here there, but he was the aggressor at one point. Like it was Jordan. It don't happen, down. Jordan. It don't. It, it that don't happen because if a coach put his hands on me, it's a problem. I that's what I, <laughs> I agree. So that's that's the reason why it caught my attention was that it was basically calming down, and Bobby Johnson just went and shoved the guy that was pulling his, you know, center out of the, out of the, the pile. But, and then it sort of incited the whole thing again. Then they started throwing haymakers with helmets on, which is the world's stupidest thing. Mm -hmm. uh, especially your set, your center's throwing haymakers at a guy from behind, uh, you know, blindsiding him. And the guy's wearing a helmet, like very stupid. Okay. There's nothing good that can come out of that. But uh, yeah, to me, it was just awkward that the coach, and he said after he said, yeah, the day after he was, uh, saying, look, I, I take full responsibility. I, you know, I apologize. That can't happen again. Absolutely can't happen again. And uh, I, I think that's right. Like, uh, the fact that it didn't, the, the players took it, I think, better than, like, like you said, you might have taken that person and be like, yo, no coach puts your hands on a player. That's something right, that right, right. It was a young guy. It was a young guy who's kind of like a fringe guy. So he's not going to make a big deal out of it, right? Right, so right, right, right. It kind of made it just quell over and disappear. But it absolutely, I think all eyes are on him. Like, And he's a fiery guy, but that's that was crossing the line, I think. Mm. Jordan, uh, how, how good do you think the Eagles are, man? I mean, we, we dissect it every single day. You, you're close enough in division and having you know been here as well to keep an eye on them. What are your thoughts going into this season? I think they have a really good deep roster. And the big question mark to me, and look, I've seen him play, what, four times, I guess now? It hurts. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he started all four games in those two years, but against the Giants, at least three. Yep. 
And he hasn't played great in those three games. Every time I watch it, I'm looking there. I'm like, if Daniel Jones was playing on the Eagles, he'd be he would be better than Jalen Hurts. Now, I think you could win games with Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. and they got a really good roster. They're going to win games. They might win the. They have a good chance to win the division. It's just a matter of how much growth can he make, in my opinion, to see. Okay, how, can this team be a, a serious contender? Mm-hmm. Like, they, but they in order for that to be the case, they needed him to play at a high level. And what I saw against the Giants, some of these games, he hasn't. He made. I remember he made an awful mm-hmm. interception. He threw an awful yep. interception that I think it was the second game last year. It was near the near the end zone. It was just like I was like, "What is yeah. he doing?" That, yeah. that was that was terrible. And he really didn't play that well. Now they they actually lost the game to the Giants. They they split, but uh, yeah, to me, it's all on him. The rest of the roster, man, that's a really good roster that I look at, and uh, you know, with the offensive line that they have, and the first time in forever that I can remember. I don't remember the Eagles having weapons like this ever, right? Because you got Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and Dallas Goddard, who you can't just overlook. I mean, those are three legit receivers. And we can go back however far you want to go. When did the Eagles had the you know the top tight end receiver and two really high end wide receivers? I, I don't even know. Never. They never had. Yeah. They, never. It's been forever if they have. Yeah. yeah. Overall. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. I got, I wanted to hit you with the uh, Washington too on the way out here. Uh, yeah, what do you think about Wentz? And and, and they're they always seem there's always a buzz, there's always a, a circus going on. They have they, in fact they fired their defensive line coach already. But what's yeah. your sense of, of of them in general and what you're going to see from Wentz? I actually think that the red. Oh, I almost said the R word. I almost said it. The commanders. The Washington Commanders. Uh, I think the commanders, I think their roster is better than most people realize. Yep. I think they almost underachieved last year a little bit. I mean, they have two really, 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 really high end pass rushers. Like mm-hmm. that defense, if they get things right with Chase Young and Montez Sweat, can be really, really good. Like, I don't, there's not many teams in this league that have as good a pass rushing duo if those two can stay healthy that they do. And then they've upgraded their talent, like, their playmaking talent the last couple of years. And so uh, what they, they drafted Dotson from Penn state. Yep. Uh, they have, McLaurin, <laughs> they have the guy from Carolina that they signed. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, like they have pieces. I, I like the running backs. I like Antonio Gibson. So Wentz has some pieces to work with. I, I think they should be pretty good. I, I honestly think they're the team that could surprise people. Like if somebody said, you know, go off the board and make a real surprise pick. Like, I would pick Washington to win the division. Like, wow. if they stay healthy, wow. I really do think they have a chance to be a good team. I didn't think he'd hit us with that. Okay, that's interesting. Do you think Dallas yeah, takes I a really step do. back then? I mean, I'm not the biggest Wentz fan. I want to, the fact that Frank Reich gave up on him speaks volumes to me. Like, yeah. if his guy gave up on him after one year, like, yeah. there's yep. something there that is not right with him overall. And, and what we're talking about, and you guys all know this, is – something in the way he operates and he carries himself and the way it kind of plays in the locker room and with guys around him. It's just, something's just off. He he can't command the respect of everybody around him. They all seem to look at him like a stink guy. And mm-hmm. that's just the impression I get from a distance. And actually from talking to people, you've heard a lot about it right. over no the doubt. last few years. So if Frank Wright gave up on him, like I wouldn't, I don't want to bet on Carson Wentz bouncing back and being this. I don't know. Not a good sign. It it is not a good sign. Jordan, listen, man, we appreciate it. Uh, People can follow him on Twitter at Jordan Renan. Of course, your work on ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com covering the Giants. And 
I don't care what anybody says. You are still a man of the people. So that's uh, we that's really right. do. That's right. We do appreciate and quality uh, well, book, bookcase uh, behind you too. Uh, thank you. If you want to know, so you know how big a man of the people I was a couple minutes late because I'm in charge of the two and a half year old this afternoon. Uh-oh. I had oh. to change the diaper, throw him down, get him down. <laughs> so I basically threw him in the crib. I'm like, good night. <laughs> that's that's we appreciate that kind of effort, man. Please. Uh, people do this kind of thing. Exactly right. <laughs> Jordan, keep it up, man. Keep it up, hope, man. Hopefully we can get you on during the regular season, yeah, man, we'll as this game start to unfold. Absolutely. It, we'll, do it. we'll do it for sure. Okay, man. All right, brother. Yep. Have a good day. All right, let's get a quickie here, guys. You come back. Guess who's on deck? The one and only Anthony Becht, the new head coach of the St. Uh, my favorite name, by the way. I, might, I, I need some gear. The Battle Hawks. We'll talk to Anthony <laughs> when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Sports take. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn. Barrett Brooks, YouTube Network. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Exodus. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
right, welcome back in, everybody. Final segment of the show. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, and Barrett Brooks. We are joined right now. The great guests just keep a flowing. He is the he will be in 2023, the head coach of the St. Louis franchise in the XFL. You see him rocking the cap right there. He's actually in town. He's going to be doing the Eagles and Jets game tomorrow night as well. He is a man that can wear many hats. The one and only Anthony Beck. What's up, Ant? Gentlemen, great to be on. Yeah, it's good to be back home here in Philly. Uh, can't wait to see the game, uh, get some good food, and and hang out with some of my buddies. I don't know. That's what it, it's all what's about. What's the first move? There you you get go. the mom and dads, and you load up on the uh, on the gravy and the uh, and and the pasta. What's the move, man? Yeah, well, I'm not going to be able to visit my parents because I got a bunch of meetings, and unfortunately, it's not just a jet trip. I got other things. I'll allow your show to to dip on. So. I'm going to there's a nice area of, uh, of strips of uh, restaurants and shops around here, which I'll do. And then uh, we got some production meetings to do later on and, and see the coaching staff and stuff for the Jets. So we'll make some time. I'll make sure I get a good meal. There's no doubt. <laughs> you about you, you can't neglect the parents, man. You've got to <laughs> see the parents. I, honestly, got two weeks, three weeks. I was home for my camp and we're at the Ocean City. Trust me, you know, three weeks is <laughs> a little break. Yeah, we all get it. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll actually be down your way uh, September 2nd. I'm, I'm calling the um, the BYU at uh, U, U, um, University of South Florida game. Oh, nice. In yeah. Tampa Stadium, you know. So I'll be down in Tampa, man. I'll be down you Let me way. know if you need any spots to go or places to eat. You let me well, know. I'll take care well, of it. Well, hold on. I, the, uh, Robert, go to, go to Burns. To go. go to Burns. You told me to go. go to Mars Venus. Well, I, everybody <laughs> said Burns is <laughs> – you know what Burns is? Burns is like I've been there one time in 17 years. It's wow. kind of like a bucket list place. But you know, like when people say Burns, they say I think about Pats and Geno's. Like that's everybody says the same place. Yeah, yeah. But that's a good spot. If you've never been there, why not? I mean, they got it's a great kind of uh, uh, deal when you go eat and then they have like a dessert room. It's yep. it's set up pretty well. You'll enjoy. It. Bring your wallet unless you yeah, can. Oh yeah. You can, you're definitely hitting your expense uh, uh, budget on that one. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's ESPN. But uh, but Rob told me to go to Mars Venus, man. That's that's what he told me to go. Uh -oh. I, don't, I don't know what that play. I don't know. <laughs> you trying to get Anthony in trouble, man? Come on. I don't even know where that's located. Oh, where is it? <laughs> I heard their steaks are good. Man. Is that uh, what is that? It's uh, it's a good steak. A great plate. steakhouse. Yes. Hey, Anthony, the one thing that really creeps me out about Burns is when you walk in, it's got the crushed velvet walls, those red crushed velvet. I mean, it's like being in one of those gothic movies. Man. I'm like, what the heck is this, man? Old school. It is. Yeah, uh, yeah it's it's a sweet spot. I mean, look, you're going to get some really good food there and the wine selection, obviously. I think it's the biggest in Florida. I don't know. It's, it's a pretty big, though. They got everything yeah. but. Bring your wallet, man. Enjoy it once That's in right. a lifetime. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I want to start with this, Ant, because you are the new head coach of the St. Louis franchise starting in 2023 in, in the XFL. I was looking at your staff. You got Bruce Gredkowski as your offensive coordinator, right? Donnie Abraham is your D coordinator. I mean, you, you got some, some heavy hitters there, man. No, excellent. I mean, uh, Bruce, obviously, I wanted an offensive coordinator that played the position at quarterback. Uh, you know, I don't lean towards a backup, but the backup has eyes for the starter. So he's played a long time, been in a lot of systems, systems that I want to run. And I'm excited about it. His offense is coming together. And, of course, we're going to cater that to our skill set and our guys that we get in the draft. And then Donnie Abraham, to me, is, uh, you know, he, he's got a Tony Dungy demeanor, uh, very, very good acumen on the defensive side of the ball. I've watched him work. He's been coaching college football for a while now since he stopped playing. 
And uh, I'm excited. He runs a little bit of Todd Bowles' system, so you'll see a lot of what he runs uh, from, from a standpoint of his, uh, his scheme. But, uh, listen, my rest of the staff is hired as well. We can't announce them yet. I'm really fired up about these guys. My job was to get the best guys I could for these players. I owe it to them, and uh, I'm excited about each and every one of them. Hey, Anthony, what intrigued you the most about wanting to coach in the XFL? Yeah, so I had a little experience in the AAF when that league started under Mike Martz as a tight end coach, and really uh, he took me under his wing. He saw a lot of me, and I kind of picked his brain quite a bit, uh, you know, tried to you know really kind of soak in what that was all about that spring and how it could really be something that I could kind of define myself in. I love it. The Spring League to me is the purest form of mm. coaching. You got in that meeting room the first day and you saw 55 guys – that were determined, hungry, and had chips on their shoulders, and they wanted knowledge. They wanted to know what it took for me to play 12 years to get to the league and how to excel. I think the biggest thing for me is it's the purest form of coaching, right? So uh, there's no time restrictions. I don't have to worry about cameras and and all those different things as far as when I have to be (laughs) off the field. I can do it my way. So, uh, look, I got a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, five organizations, seven head coaches, two guys got fired. Uh, one of them's coaching in, in the league, Jim Hazlitt. So uh, I, I can't wait to do it. And th- those are the kind of things, being able to help develop a player and, and reach their goals and help them max it out where they're kind of hit a roadblock right now in their career. That's mm-hmm. what the XFL is all about. Well, and for people saying- who don't know, when do you guys start? Like when is the season? When is everything? Yeah, so uh, our, our coaching staff, the rest of the coaching staff come on board September the 12th. Uh, we'll have our draft in November, mid-November. We'll be out in Arlington, Dallas area uh, for the draft. That'll be our hub and headquarters. And then uh, January 4th is when uh, coaches and players will report, and we'll have training camp. We'll have training camp there the entire time, and we'll fly to the cities and our games and play the venues uh, in our cities. So uh, we'll kick off the first week after the Super Bowl. So we're, we're rolling right into football. Okay. Uh, not a lot of hangover for fans if they want to jump on some football. So – Give it a shot. I think it's going to be great. We got great people involved, obviously, with DJ and, and Danny Garcia. Call him DJ, The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson, however you want to go. They are very passionate about this league, and I'm excited to work for them. Okay. Now, would you say this is almost a um, – how close is the NFL going to be involved with if, there, if there's any um, involvement? But is can it be a, a, almost like a farm league for the NFL, get players to the next level? Yeah, exactly. So uh, we do have a partnership with the NFL with innovations, technology, rules, uh, officiating, all those things. If the NFL presents a a plate of uh, ideas and different things for the league, we're obviously going to try to integrate that. Our rules will be NFL bound. We're going to do everything NFL wise. We'll have a couple tweaks, obviously, to make it a little different and exciting and try those different angles. But uh, yeah, I mean, the goal would be eventually is you know, how do we get that fourth quarterback, that fourth tackle, those practice squad players playing with us? I think those are big picture things that we can get into moving forward, but it's baby steps at first. I think having that integral kind of mesh with the NFL in any kind of capacity makes a ton of sense. And clearly there's a lot of players. I mean, heck, I've seen 1,300 of them on the street that, you know, came to our showcases looking for another chance. Plus the guys, obviously the bulk of players, in the preseason that are going to get cut. I mean, this is a huge game for me calling this game because a lot of these players is what's going to make up our league. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So uh, let's okay. talk about your, your gig tomorrow night. You're calling the Jets game along with Ian Eagle and 
Who was it? Who was the other? Who's the third? It's three Otis in the booth, Livingston. Right? Will be Otis Livingston. Yes, Otis for for CBS affiliate in New York. Uh, you're. I know you're a guy who does a ton of homework. I, I want to start with the uh, what your sense is of the Eagles this year first, Dan, because you, you're looking ahead a little bit here, and obviously you keep close ties to the area as well. What are your thoughts yeah. on the birds? I'm excited about him. I mean, listen, I, you know, I've known Nick Sirianni for a long time. When he first came into the league at Kansas City, I was there. You know, you saw a young man that was driven to you know, uh, to be the best. And he's gotten an opportunity early on. And he, I felt like he did a really good job last year. I mean, to take the team to the playoffs, get the opportunity to do what he did. Uh, I think it's a great start. I think they added some really good players. I mean, their receiving core right now is very strong. Uh, you know, their offensive line, I think, is is, is going to be good as well. They got their leader in the middle. And really, it comes down to Jalen Hurts. And, and I like the fact that they're all in on Jalen right now. I really like Jalen. I mean, listen, he's got some work to do. There's no question as a passer. But I don't know if anybody's going to put more work, determination, and effort into the position than he is. And, of course, his legs are very valuable. So, you know, that, that'll that help kind of neutralize a lot of defenses. We saw a lot of that last year. And then defensively, of course, you, you had the big man in the middle. I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, play some ball tomorrow. But you know, I think this team, obviously, in the division they're in, has a big chance to make some moves and really be the top of this division. You look at them, too. Dallas, we'll see what Giants, the Giants and the Commanders do as a rebuild. But – you know, this is a team that's all in on Jalen right now. They're building and putting pieces around them. And I think with a healthy a healthy roster behind him, Miles Sanders having a big year, these guys can be electric, and I think they can make some things happen this season. When you look at this Eagles team, and especially as you break them down, uh, calling the game tomorrow, give me some of the little intricacies that you'll be watching closely for, whether it's groupings or individuals. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's how they, you know, maximize their receiving core. Obviously, it's a very tight end heavy team in the past. Yep. And now, you know, where the, the strength is at the receiving core. So do they open things up? Are they more of a 10 personnel team? You know, obviously, Goddard's going to play a ton of ball. But, you know, how they how do they utilize maybe opening up the run game a little bit, maybe in one back sets? Uh, you know, I want to see how Jalen is from a timing standpoint with some of the new the new toys that they have. I, I think it's exciting. Anytime you draft receivers, have receivers, guys that uh, were drafted last year in Smith, how they improve in year two, all those things are great. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, Jalen doesn't have to stand back there for 10 minutes and try to, you know, find mm -hmm. something. I think they got enough skill right now to get the ball out of his hand, be productive. And I think, you know, the run game last year obviously was predicated a lot on that, uh, the RPO stuff. You know, I think you saw how that changed uh, as the season went on when they actually ran the ball a little bit more. So, you know, I think it could be a really good one-two punch. And like you said, when you got weapons, got a guy like A.J. Brown coming in, that's, uh, you know, he's electric. He's one of the best in the league. I mean, you're talking about action-packed, and you don't have to go a lot of spots to find big plays from these receivers. Get the ball in their hands, let them go make plays, big plays after the catch. And then obviously trickle in the run game. I think they can be really explosive. Mm -hmm. can, can you win with a system where you run the ball 50-50 um, or, 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 you know, even, even you know, going as far as saying run the ball 55-45? Can you win in this new modern NFL? Uh, you know, I think every game dictates how that percentage, you know, ends up. I think the good coordinators, the good play callers, you know, it, it's it's predicated on how the game's flowing, man. If if you got to run 10 times, but you got to pass 60 times, but you're up by three touchdowns because that's what the defense gives you, then that's the way you go. Uh, right. You always go into the game plan thinking 50-50. That's, that's always how you want to go in because you want to have balance. 
And uh, you're having a lot of success if you can be 50-50 because you got the defense really not stopping anything. But I think obviously the, the, the game will dictate the flow, the reps, and how many times you do. I mean, that's how I'm going to go about it when we do our system. I mean, I would love to be 50-50. I'd love to pound the ball down your chest every single play. But, you know, listen, spreading defenses out and putting guys in space, especially with the skill position guys that you have, even with Miles Sanders out, you know, catching footballs. I mean, who's covering these guys? You know, if they're on the same page and, you know, Jalen Hurts obviously is becoming a more accurate quarterback uh, starting this season. Anthony, what do you think about a lot of teams that sit their players out in the preseason now? You know, we heard that Frank Reich said Matt Ryan's going to play at least a quarter. But we're starting to see, especially now with fewer preseason games, teams are holding the starters out of games just to protect them for the regular season. You think that's a good thing or a bad thing? You know, I was always a guy that kind of leaned on the fact I liked getting some reps in the preseason. I didn't like playing in the preseason, but I knew I could work on a couple things. I'll be quite honest with you guys. The investment that you're putting in some of these players right now, receivers, quarterbacks, linemen, I'd hate to see guys go down for no reason. If you want to get a quarter in or a series, that's fine. But if you sat your 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 guys, and I mean like your star players, mm-hmm. guys that you know put that work in, they know you know what you're going to get out of them. I would not play them in the preseason, to be quite honest with you. So, you know, quarterbacks, receivers, you know, the, the, you could protect them in some of the, the ways you throw the ball with three-step, get the ball out of your hand just to get a flow. But, you know, listen, you got big-time defensive linemen, offensive linemen. It's in particular those positions. You can't find guys on the streets. I mean, right. just look at the Jets. You see Becton goes down. They're very fortunate mm-hmm. that they're able to get – uh, Caleb Beninock as kind of a, a, a backup guy, but then Dwayne Brown was available for them. So uh, after that, man, it's slim pickings across to get guys like that caliber to come in that can play at that level. Mm. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Zach Wilson and, and you know, what he's going to look like this year in his second year. You mentioned they just stabilized the offensive line with the Becton injury, but what do you expect from him? What do you expect from this Jets offense? A lot. He better be a lot better. I, I mean, listen, this <laughs> yeah, offensive really. line, this offensive line is really good. Even without Beckton, I think they really have some excellent players that can move the line of scrimmage and also pass protect. Uh, they added three tight ends, you know, CJ Ozama, uh, Conklin, and then they drafted Jeremy Ruckert. I mean, come on now. I don't know when they've had a better collective group going probably back to me, myself and Chris Baker were playing together back with the Jets. And that's that's been a long time. Um, you look at the the running backs. I mean, Brees Hall, they got him in the top of the second. I think clearly he's a first-round player. I've watched a lot of his games, obviously. Mm-hmm. A genuine in- interest in that school. But um, uh, Yeah, you, you went at Iowa. I can't believe you went to Iowa State. Man. Well, he didn't. His son uh, did. Oh, his son. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I went to West Virginia, which is even probably a deeper conversation being right. <laughs> but, you know, it really comes down to the quarterback, guys. I want to see what Zach's doing. I know there's a lot of buzz about him in the offseason, and he's gotten some added some weight and some muscle. Uh, he's really honed into the playbook. I think he kind of overthought a lot of stuff last year. Uh, you heard uh, LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, talk about just stick with what the reads are asking you and get the ball out of your hands. And when you got to make something happen and use some of that skill set that they drafted them for, go do it. So, again, similar to the Eagles, you're talking about Elijah Moore. You got Braxton Berrios, Garrett Wilson. I mean, he's a true one, smooth, top round guy that came out of the draft. Three tight ends and two backs. You know, it's, it's hard pressed for me to think you can't improve as a quarterback, yep. in particular, your completion percentage. Hey, Anthony, do you see yourself coaching in the NFL down the road somewhere? I mean, you're still a young man, 45 years old. Do you think you think you'll ever do that or no? 
you know what? Right now, I want to be the best XFL head coach I can be. I think the future, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, I'm going from basically a positional guy with some sporadic coaching experience and really a lot of other experiences that really brought me to the point to be a good a good person for the job with the yep. XFL. Yep. But, you know, listen, my drive, determination, uh, <laughs> the way I motivate guys, the way my, I'm going to go about my business, it may attract an opportunity moving forward. But as of now, I really don't have anything on my plate. If I can do that, if this league can stick around for 10 years, I'll be here for 10 years. Okay. Well, I'd lie to you if I haven't had conversations a little more deeper with people since the fact that I did take this, like, oh, you're serious about coaching, I see. So, you know, those things are always going to be there. But for me, I'm truly focused on this job. And uh, we'll see what happens, man. I, look, I'm fired up to do great in this league. I want this yeah. league to be – this league, this this concept needs is needed for players. And if we can help those guys be re, uh, reach their max or, honestly, guys – at the end of the day, if they don't reach their uh, their the NFL or wherever they want to go, at least they know that, that they gave it what they could. They learned from the best, mm -hmm. exactly. and, you know, and then they can sleep at night moving on to whatever else is left for them in their careers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and don't think we were just going to gloss over you calling The Rock DJ. Like, you're that close yeah. to him? Oh, I yeah. Mean, what, <laughs> oh, yeah. What is going on there? Sometimes. It's DJ? still – listen, I, I've met a lot of famous people like Barrett Brooks. I mean, it's easy to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know when, when you're having conversations with a guy like The Rock, I mean, it's like, whoa, you're kind of like, you know, you, you take back. It's just a real deal. But the guy – the guy is so cool. He's so real. He's humble. And, you know, I don't know how he – you know, every day, cameras, there's 15 people around him. Yeah. I don't know how you watch him on Instagram. He gets a workout in every single day of the week. I, I find it hard to find at 15 minutes to do a sit-up. So, right. yeah. you know, the, the guy is truly passionate about this. He always talks about being that 54th player, the guy that couldn't make the roster. And before he, you know, went big time with all this stuff, wrestling, and he wanted to be an NFL football player. Yeah. That was his dream. So, he doesn't fail a lot of stuff, guys. That, that's why signing up. Uh, with him and, and going along with him in this journey makes a lot of sense for me. And uh, hopefully we can extend this thing for years to come. Mm. I, I always ask you about this. I'm, I'm assuming camp is either just underway about to get started for the, for the young lad for, for Rocco Becht, who is a freshman at Iowa state. How's that going for, for him so far? It's going phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, finishing up week two, uh, you know, that camp grind. Uh, I keep telling him every day, embrace the grind, man, love everything about it. A cold tub, the plays, the the videos, anything you're doing, man, just immerse yourself in it. If you really love the game uh, and you do those things, you'll be successful. It doesn't matter where you're at at any level. And uh, he loves it, man. He loves football and he knows how to work hard. And whatever happens, he, you know, I think the biggest thing is he's going to play like he's the guy. And when his time is called, he'll be ready. And that's ultimately what you have to do as a player. So I'm excited to watch his journey, man. Anytime your kids, you know, follow your footsteps and want to do something you did at that level, and he's he's way he's way past me, man. I when I went to college, I was lost, man. My head was spinning. I need me. <laughs> I need to gain weight. I mean, I wasn't ready mentally or physically. And uh, he's a kid right now, man, that just takes ownership for what he does. He loves the school. He's having a great time. So I'm excited to see how his journey goes over here the next. Three, that's a great five. place. That's a great place to put up. There's nothing to do in Ames, Iowa. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing it's but football. One road from the airport, there's corn, and then there's the <laughs> that's right. That's right. There's the campus. Campus is great, man. Really nice yeah. campus. Yeah, yeah. They got their little deal, their bar scene and all that stuff. But uh, you're right. It's a great place to go to school and really get honed in on football. And and one hell of a head coach, too. Uh, I mean, he is. He, yeah. Campbell's done a phenomenal job there, and the, and the stability there is just amazing.
Yeah, you know, that's the one thing, obviously, you're picking schools. You, you pick the school, but you also pick the coaching staff. And it's a tough choice, you know, to, to, to believe that he's going to be there, you know, through your son's career. I would say this. I've had some deep conversations with him. He is truly loyal to this program. I mean, you know, money's always a factor. Excelling to another bigger, wherever that may be. This guy truly, like, loves where he is in life. His family loves the spot that they're in. And I think he's going to be around for a while. And he's a big component of why Rocco went there. Mm -hmm. uh, you're right. I think he's one of the best coaches in college football. I'm not biased at that. I always thought that. And just meeting him and getting to know him, he's a guy that I would play with. A little old school. But, again, he's all about the player, developing talent, and developing the kid. I know one thing. It my fits. kid's going to leave. He's going to leave there a better man after yeah, his man. time there. That's, that's important. Well said, man. Well, hey, listen, man, man, bro. best of luck. Uh, with with you, the man. new endeavor Appreciate in 2023, it. keep up the great work calling the games as well. And uh, good luck to Rocco. We'll, we'll, we'll be in touch, man. I appreciate Always it. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you for your time. Appreciate All you right. guys. All right, be you good, man. It. That's Anthony yep. Beck, who will be the head coach uh, of the St. Louis franchise. He's actually played in St. Louis for a year uh, in his NFL career as well. Played 11, uh, 12 years, 12 years in the NFL. Jets, Tampa, St. Louis. Arizona and Kansas City. So he's seen it all, man. He has seen it all during Collect the mini checks from many owners. Yes. Yes. Amen. <laughs> amen to that. Yeah. So I uh, hope he's calling the Jets game, Jets Eagles. He keeps close eye on the birds. So we we, we chat, uh, you know, every once in a while. So uh, that was Anthony Beck. Yeah. So look, game tomorrow, guys, uh, from an Eagles perspective, I was surprised. Barrett, I don't think we got a chance to really talk about this yesterday, but because Derek and I were talking about before you hopped on, are, were you, are you surprised that we are going to see the starters, at least some of the starters a yes. little bit out of Sirianni? <laughs> I am surprised considering the fact that what they did last year worked so well, but I think he understands that, you know, a lot of reason why, you know, it, that, that, that Atlanta game <laughs> was not an accurate depiction of who they were as a team. Mm -hmm. And they really saw after the Atlanta game, what they really were. So he knows he needs to he needs to modify that a little bit, you know, simply because he needs to be ready to jump into this season because you don't have a lot of games that you could just lose like that and think you're still going to be able to, you know, run off six straight, uh, you know, in the second right. half of the, of the year. So we know he needs to get these guys prepared, get them ready, especially with the young guys that he has on his team now. And he has a lot of young guys that, you know, have to get up to speed pretty quick. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest reason why he's going to – um play these guys a little bit, you know, just so they get up to speed and, and be ready to rock and roll, you know, as soon as, it, you know, our first day comes around. Yeah. First and foremost, Nick Sirianni's primary job is to protect Jalen Hurts. And by protecting Jalen Hurts, you need to get him some reps now. Mm -hmm. Not when they start playing when the games count in September. You need him to get acclimated to his surroundings now. Da, da, da. Exactly. With, with A.J. Brown in there. And if, if part of the maturation process is making him a better overall quarterback, signal caller, passer, decision maker, it starts now. Not September. It has to start now. Even if you only see him for a series, if he gets in there, work on your audibles. You know, you might see something. I'm going to give you more freedom to call audibles when you want to. And if you fail, then we'll sit down and look at him and say, okay, this is why you shouldn't have done this. And th this is why maybe you should have done this. If he does the right thing, okay, remember that. Store that away in your memory bank because you're going to need that somewhere else down the road when the games count, possibly at a crucial point of a game. If he's having problems throwing the ball to his left, which he did, you know, he wasn't a very good passer when he rolls to his left. Let's work on that a little bit more. Now's the time where you work on the little things that you need to make you a better overall signal caller in the National Football League. So as much as I don't want to see frontline players in there because of the possibility of getting injured, a player like a Jalen Hurts needs those those reps to enhance his overall game. 
Get him in there, get his work, get him out. Well said. And well that said. means that means the starting offensive line has to be in there with yes, him. Yes, yes. Okay. All right, that'll get do him it. In there. We got a wrap. Uh, great job out of you guys today. No, I was yes. just having fun. No, you, you can. We'll shut this off, and you just keep doing your own show, Derek. Yeah. It it, it's all good, man. <laughs> That's a possibility. <laughs> you, you, Derek D. Gunn, yes. and Gunner can, can talk the whole show. Right that, would, that, that would yeah. be one heck of a thirty-minute show. I'll tell you that right now. Going, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Uh, that would be a heck of a thirty-minute show. Uh, sure, well, thirty. You're going three hours, man. Who, no, I ain't, no, I ain't doing three hours, bro. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned for the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. I want to thank Xander Krause, our producer. I want to thank all of you in the chat, all of you streaming, all of you oh, listening. Oh, real quick, uh, before you go, did you see what happened? Kyle Schwarber walked a few innings ago, and it, when he walked, he left the game, and he was shaking his head when he walked by Rob Thompson. So I don't know what that means, but I just saw that uh, oh. go across Twitter. Okay. So we uh, so got to check on that as well. Well, I'm sure we'll discuss it tomorrow. Yep. There's no doubt. We're back tomorrow. Matt Lombardo is going to be joining us. Thanks to everybody for hanging out with us. We are Sports Take for Derek Barrett. I'm Rob, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. See you tomorrow. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.